I'm Ryan. I'm Brett. I'm Braxton. It's weird without Christian here. Uh, <laughs> and welcome to The Question at Hand, the least specific podcast. What's up, guys? And welcome back to The Question at Hand. Hope everybody is doing absolutely Phenomenal. And I do have an announcement before we get into this episode. Uh, we do have in a couple weeks coming up um, a Weird Dreams call-in episode. So uh, if you have had any weird dreams, I literally had one the other night where I woke myself up screaming. Um, <laughs> so that one may get brought up, uh, but we will have people calling in. Um, I'll put the number for that down in the description uh, but or on the screen. I can always add that in in post. All right. Uh, I remember the last time we did a weird dream episode. You told yeah. me you were going to do one, and literally the next night I had a weird dream. You did. You like <laughs> you like spoke it into so, existence. So it was it, awesome. It's, hopefully that happens again. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping uh, and I'll have posts up on like Instagram and stuff announcing it pretty soon here. Uh, I may have actually before this episode goes live already have put some out, um, but I just wanted to let everybody know we're planning to do that. Um, on Wednesday, March 2nd. Now that we're doing on Wednesday, we're recording on Wednesdays. I, I keep thinking the 1st of March because that's when I originally had it set. But now we're doing Wednesdays. So Brett has no conflict, which is awesome. Um, but yeah. Uh, there is no conflict. No conflict. <laughs> so yeah, we would love to hear your weird dreams, whatever you have. Uh, the one I had the other night was about aliens. I got abducted and like woke myself up screaming and it was terrifying. So, so I'm sure that one will be covered. We've also had uh, some really interesting characters come on and talk about their dreams. Oh. Um, one of which I have Who been... Are real. They're one completely of, real. Oh right? yeah, completely real. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely real. Um, one of which uh, is a recurring character for our from Weird Kentucky, Dreams episode. I think. Uh, I he's really from know. Danville, Kentucky. Yeah, that's, that's the story on uh, old... Uh, Clyde Evergreen, but I have been told that he will be calling in again um, when we do that. So that should be Great. fun. But let's get into this episode. Joining us tonight, we have our first video guest on the pod. He is a host of a certain point of view Star Wars podcast. Mm. He's also a co-host of Monster Island Lore Seeker on YouTube and a Star Wars fanatic extraordinaire. Yes. Please welcome to the question at hand, Drew Miller. I'm not. Who's the guy we said is missing tonight? Christian? I'm not him. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Christian uh, is not really that interested in Star Wars. Um, it's a shame, really, because it would be it would be interesting to see his reactions on a lot of the Star Wars oh, stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a shame we'll when anybody it. is not into Star Wars. Just my personal opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not against it. He's just yeah. not. He's indifferent. He really is, yeah. Which is maybe worse, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Star Wars is one of those things you kind of need to take a stance on. You're either like really into it or you're like, no, I hate it's Star Wars. Yeah. It's not for me. But yeah, he's kind of like, oh, you know Star Wars. Whatever. You know, it's only cool. a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. I'm excited to uh, be on here with y'all three and uh, just chatting about Star Wars and I guess whatever comes up, so... Yeah, Thanks for sure, having of me, course. Guys. We're we're glad to have you on the podcast. Um, and I I know I've kind of kept up with you guys' podcast, uh, a certain point of view, um, throughout the season of Boba Fett because y'all were putting out episodes per episode hmm. uh, of Book of Boba Fett season one. Um, and there was a lot of things that you guys discussed on the podcast that I was like, oh man, that's really cool. I didn't think about it like that ice way. Ice cream makers. Well, I, there is that. <laughs> what, what? Wait, can you explain the Are ice you? cream maker thing? <laughs> Are you familiar with that, Drew? 
Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know that. I, there was a <laughs> in Empire Strikes Back in Cloud City when everyone's panicking and running away. There's someone carrying. It's just an ice cream maker. That's clearly what it is. But it's supposed to be. Uh, here's a sci-fi machine. You know, and it has a name. I don't know what is the name. Do you know? I don't remember the name. It but it, it was C. But it was supposed to be like the guy's briefcase as he was like evacuating the city. Yes. Um, yes. Basically. And that's and, how it's used, right? In um, in Boba Fett. Yeah. Well, it popped up originally for the second time in Mando season one. Oh, that's uh, right. He was using it to put the best car for transport. Yes. In. So they kind of dressed yeah. it up a little bit. And I don't exactly remember what it was in Mando season two, but it, it popped up again. Oh, uh, they used it as a bomb. They used it as a bomb. Yes, it yeah. was. A, yeah. Yeah. I thought it had really? spice in it. No, that, no, that was, was a just different... like a little treasure chest. Well, it, maybe it was supposed to have spice in it, but it blew up. Oh. That's what blew up the bar. Boom. Well, yes, but it came up like earlier in the season on the back of the cart whenever the uh, the marshal was walking out to the like guys, basically doing a drug deal. Hmm. <laughs> I'm oh, pretty they might sure have one on the back of there too. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was on the back of it because I remember saying like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." And Braxton's like, "You know, that's an ice cream maker, right?" <laughs> yeah. And I was, and I was it's so funny, wow. is it seems like. Uh, and I'm sure you ran into this too. Like, there's, I, I'm always learning something else. I didn't know about the ice cream maker thing until my friend told me about it after it was in Mando season one. So I was like, how did I not? Like, how is that a blind spot in my, like, <laughs> it's just one of those things with Star Wars. Every it's single thing in the background has a backstory, <laughs> every character. You know, yeah. it's just one of those things that I don't think it was ever intended. No, no, it wasn't anything, intended to be scrutinized, but, scrutinized like that, but it was. <laughs> and that's what makes it so funny and fun. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Lobot spinoff. Hey, that'd be quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the I don't think it'll happen, but you know. <laughs> it, he was, it's not even worth explaining. <laughs> He's a guy who has a metal thing on his head and that's that's it. His name is Lobot. Okay. Yeah, so I always enjoy watching Star Wars with Braxton uh, because he knows all these little nuanced things. Or uh, I know, like when we watched Mandalorian, um, there were like these references that would pop up because that I feel like those have been uh, both seasons of Mandalorian yeah, of and stuff. this one has lots of like Clone Wars references and. Uh, there's references all over the place, but Braxton's like, "Oh my God, this guy! He's not even in. He's not even in the Star Wars canon. He's from this other book." That, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he like went and grabbed the book and shows me, and he's like, "It's this blue guy on the front of right. this." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have Best a description a, ever. I don't know if you have a similar experience with that uh, in terms of watching, uh, maybe with your wife or some friends that maybe you have watched some of it with. But of course, I know him. It's it's me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. That's anytime. Well, it's I mean, like, is, <laughs> yes. Do you I'm ever explain things to everybody, and they're like, "Why on earth do you know that?" Or I get asked, "How do you know that?" And why are you telling me? Is what I often get asked <laughs> because it's constant. Yeah, it's absolutely constant. The that, explaining, like, "Oh, that's," and the TV shows are a perfect medium for doing that and mm -hmm. introducing, like. Uh, such as, you know, Black Kersantan when he was introduced. I wasn't yeah. super familiar with the comic books, but I recognize him from that. And I was just like, you know what? I can still enjoy the show without having a backstory to him because he's cool. And it's a good way it to just honor. It just makes a little bonus. 
but yeah, it still it's all a works. bonus for the people who are really reading into you know the extra books and the lore and like the extra canon comic books like um Cobb Vanth when he popped up um he was in the book uh, Aftermath I think he was in a oh, book really? already just hmm. like mentioned like a little bit here and there and then all of a sudden bam he's in the TV show <laughs> so yeah. it's just it's they do a great with the TV shows to reward the people, but it's also not so over your head that like people are missing it. Like Holly had no idea who Cad Bane was because she hasn't right. watched Clone Wars with me, and I'm screaming at the TV, <laughs> "It's Cad Bane! It's Cad Bane!" <laughs> I woke her up because I woke up. I had to go uh, somewhere for uh, I had to go to Little Rock for work that day, and I was going to be there from like eight in the morning until like eight that night, and I was like, I can't not watch it beforehand, and so I woke up at six in the morning to watch it. So at six thirty. Or 6.45, I'm like screaming about Cad Bane at my TV and I wake her up and I was like, yeah, I'll tell you about it later. So I just love that the shows were able to do that in a good yeah, way. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I I think Cad Bane was in The Bad Batch too, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. See, I when he came on screen, I was like, oh, I know who that is because I watched The Bad Batch, but I right, haven't right. seen Clone Wars or anything like that where he was like, oh my God, <laughs> he's from... Clone Wars, like, yeah, he, you, and he's so incredible in Clone Wars. It, if you finally watch it, yeah, it's he's he's <laughs> he's really good. It's also funny. It's it's I've I've seen tons of memes where like he's like Boba Fett is a cold blooded killer. Cut to every person he murdered in Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, definitely a pot calling the kettle black situation yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they said that in the episode. Didn't he? Yeah, they he had says, a like, really... It's a gleep glorp calling a bloobity. <laughs> it's like the most insane like space language version of... I'm like, going could... to memorize how he said that and start using it in my everyday vernacular <laughs> instead of pot calling out a black. That's what I'm going to use. <laughs> I wish I would have written that down and, beforehand. And, 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 yeah, it, it wouldn't have been as bad if it was like one syllable words, but they can't do that. It's always like, oh, it's a, you know... I think did we rewind it and you watch that again because you were like, yeah, oh my like, god, what did, so literally, like, what, what did he? What did he just say? say? <laughs> I've got to look it up because it's it's gonna bug me if I don't. <laughs> I did see. Uh, speaking of Cad Bane, I saw a video on YouTube the other day where someone, or maybe it was just a picture, but someone had uh, taken a screenshot of him from the episode because they thought he looked different than he did in mm. the Clone Wars, just the way his facial structure was, and they photoshopped it to look more like. Uh, animated the one. animated one and so his like the blue skin was darker and the face was narrower and I was like yeah that does look a lot different mm-hmm. um, and it, it wasn't like a huge thing but you also have to remember that it is an actor that's playing this guy yeah, right. it's not just to put an prosthesis on a man yeah. and, and it's just that, like Ahsoka last season people would like what about Ahsoka? it's just like Ahsoka when she popped up in Mando season 2 it's like they can't make yeah, it can't Everything be exactly. Matched. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I saw the same reverse out of that where they made the live action characters look like them in the Clone Wars and like Mace Windu looked like Hanson Squidward. I was going to say, Count Dooku looks ridiculous and they, they, they took like Christopher Lee's face and stretched it out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, all right, you got me. Like, they did. <laughs> you can't really base the Clone Wars animation on anything. I mean, at least they had the shiny, like scary red eyes and the original voice actor. Yeah, so well, he looked terrifying too. I, it, yeah. it was in that when I saw him, I was like, "Oh, like this is a scary looking dude." And I never thought that in the animated TV show. I was like, "He looks cool," but cool, he didn't look scary, physically yeah. scary. But now it's like, "Oh no, he looks 
So the terrifying. original voice actor from Clone Wars was the guy who played him. This I believe season? so. I really? Think, yeah. He for sure voiced him. Oh, mm-hmm. I assume yeah. he was wearing the stuff, but That's I don't know for cool. sure. He might have been unless he was built like me, then, you know, it wouldn't get to happen. But (laughs) he could have been built like Cad Bane. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that would be a whole lot more work to dub over than just have him play Cad Bane. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. If that isn't the Quokta calling this stifling slimy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That might be too much to work in every day. Quokta calling the stifling slimy. Just like what? Oh my god! <laughs> okay, Mutasa <laughs> no pasa, slamo. <laughs> slamo is one of the best words that randomly pops up. Like it's like uh, episode four when they w- snuck into. Uh, well, f- it was Fortuna's palace at that time. Still, I guess, and I still always call it Jabba's palace. And they broke into to get his shit back, and the guys are running out. Slamo, slamo. I was like, I just because that's from I'm, episode one. Because they, yeah. they call each other Slamo as like a slur or something, you know. Yeah, that and Bantha Poodoo and stuff. I just love it when that <laughs> stuff pops up like commonly. It's like we're understanding the, you know, the the language of the Star Wars universe. And then mm-hmm. they brought back one of my favorite all-time phrases, wizard. So oh my I, just, God. I love when how he, they do that. When he said that, I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, they just made him say that. That's, wizard. that's amazing. What did he say that in reference to? For some reason, I don't remember that. It's after he he gets done test flying the ship for the first time. Oh, and he's like, ex- and excitedly instead says, of being like, "Oh man, that was sick." He says, like, "Wizard." wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and that was from episode one. Whoever I, for, I forget who Anakin's little friend was, they're building the pod race when he walks up. Wow, oh it's going to be so wizard, Annie. <laughs> he does say that. Oh my god. Yeah, so that, was, <laughs> that whole episode, that was that episode, that chapter of Boba Fett was all about episode one references with yep. to Eve classic yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. It was super cool. <laughs> uh, so I guess Book of Boba Fett, um, we kind of expected it to be about Boba Fett, and it seemed like that was going to be the case through the first four episodes. Uh, episode one, I mean, we see him. Um, Kind of having the whole having backstory. flashbacks. Yeah, it's like a lot of backstory like, okay, well, we introduced him in Mandalorian coming back and then at the end of Mandalorian, he, you know, walks in the palace and, uh, you know, murders someone. Um, <laughs> and then it's like, okay, well, before that, here's how he got to that point. Uh, and I thought that was kind of interesting. And his back to tank is fascinating to me. Because I don't understand how that works in any way. It it makes no sense, really. But I, I wish we had a back to yeah anything. So is it? I mean, you guys would know a lot more, a lot better than me, and you may not. Uh, is it meant for like you're injured and it's meant for recovery, or is it meant for like you to zone out and it's like a like you know how people do this like deprivation tanks where they lay in a dark mm-hmm. room in salt water and like have trippy visions and stuff. Is it meant for that or it's, no. a, it's medical? It's medical. I, I always thought of it as like a goo that will like rebuild your cells and like heal you on a like cellular level or something. Yeah. Because you, f- it first popped up in star Wars and empire strikes back. That's what lets floating stuff. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he was in us like, 
man diaper floating that was yeah. a back to tank so it's for uh medical stuff and i actually as far as like the timeline of star wars is concerned back to is a relatively new technology uh, i'm reading through the the high republic stuff right now which is pretty good and uh it's like just now popping up they discuss that oh that's in the interesting book. yeah that actually makes yeah. sense because that's something where it's like this is so advanced that like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I can buy flying ships, but like a goo that ma- almost magically heals you, you know, you have to be so far along in technology that. Like whenever I first saw Empire Strikes Back, I just assumed it was like a, a hot tub almost because, you know, Luke <laughs> oh, he, he was, was cold. Yeah. Luke, I mean, that Luke almost sense. died from, you know, freezing, freezing. to death. And I just assumed it was like a hot tub that they... You know, I wonder if that's what it was supposed to be. And then later they were like, oh, it's called uh, Bacta. And it heals you. Yeah. But it was originally maybe just hot liquid. I don't know. Disney wants to know your location. They're coming (laughs) for you. (laughs) (laughs) Don't come get me. Oh, man. Mickey Mouse cut. Well, okay. Talking about the, the Book of Boba Fett doesn't have that much Boba Fett in it in total. I mean, I Something, thought, I mean, you, it has a lot of Boba Fett in it. Like, right. over seven episodes that we got, I mean, he's in it, for the most part, it's focused on him in all but two episodes. Right. But it, something that I've, see, me and my, <laughs> I was on a phone call with my friend like last week, weekend, and I was like, oh, we, we just solved it. And apparently, I, I, I don't know how, how true this is, but apparently that inside of Lucasfilm, this project, this show was referred to as Mandalorian 2.5. Did you hear anything about that, Drew? I did not. I heard someone call it that like in a demeaning manner, but I right. didn't. But I when mean, I heard that, I was like, that kind of makes sense. And they almost yeah. kind of shot themselves in the foot by, by calling it Book of Boba Fett. You're setting us up as the audience to go oh, this is a purely Boba Fett story. And every time they go to Mando, we're, we're happy about it. But in the back of our heads, we're like, I thought this was the, the Boba Fett show. Yep. And it's fine that they did that, but they advertised it as purely Boba Fett, you know? Yeah. Yeah, from what we've discussed on our podcast and like with some friends of mine on Twitch, basically it's a, sorry, I got to put a straw on a Sonic cup. Ignore the horrible noise. <laughs> I'm dying of thirst for you guys. Um, they, it, it was a marketing issue is really what this fell yeah. down to I, I, yeah. because, and I say it is marketing, but at the same time, I don't have the exact quote. I don't have the timestamp. But whenever Book of Boba Fett was announced at the end of Mando season two, there was a big Disney presser or it was, I think, the shareholder day or whatever. And they said in an interview or on stage that, hey, Book of Boba Fett is going to be the catalyst for Mandalorian season three and other projects going forward. Mm. So they're going to use Boba Fett to kind of springboard those because did we all want to see seven episodes of Boba Fett flying his jetpack, riding a Rancor? shooting his flamethrower and his wrist rockets and doing all the cool stuff. Yeah. But did we need to see that? I feel like we didn't right. get enough, but at the same time we, we did, we did get some really cool moments from that. So it was a marketing deal, but at the same time, I wonder if 
don't know. It, it, it didn't feel like it was executed perfectly. And I was a big fan of the show. All seven episodes. I, the only one I really, I got hung up in the middle here, there, but I was like, I sat down for 10 minutes over coffee and thought about it and I was good. So it was nothing that really hung me up for, you know, from an existential standpoint, but it was a, it definitely seemed like a marketing goof, but at the same time they did say what it was going to be, but I only heard about it like a few weeks ago. So right. it and wasn't the average like super, person on yeah. the internet does not look into this stuff. They no, see I'm that a, it's called book of Boba Fett and they're like, okay, yeah. you know, Let's go. Let's watch it. Yeah, on Disney Plus, and then you know. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, I I know. Um, I listened to. Uh, I think it was episode five where uh, Mando makes his appearance in the season. Um, and I listened to that episode of your guys' podcast, and one of the guys, um, I don't remember if it was you or one of the others, uh, but you said something like. Um, it's called the book of Boba Fett. Like it's not the Boba Fett show. It's the book of Boba Fett. And in books, a lot of times you get this, nat- this uh, little fork off to a different storyline um, to get a backstory for someone who is coming back into the episode, which we, we did see in the finale of it all kind of coming together. Um, and it, I think without those two episodes, the finale really wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense. Uh, I mean, they kind of would have just showed up out of nowhere. Um, mm. But, I mean, you do, in books, I mean, a lot of times you you stray away from the main character and find out what this other character is doing. And then that leads to, oh, well, this is why they're being mm-hmm. mentioned at all is because they're coming back all together at some point for a bigger purpose. Right, right. That was Michael on our podcast that said that. He's the the godfather of our podcast. Um and he was the one that said that. And when he said that, that was one thing that really cleared my issue with episode five was like, where's Boba? Mm-hmm. And then he showed that to me. And I was like, OK, that completely makes logical sense and I should accept it. Also, when the show was announced, I said six episodes. Then they release it and they yeah, said, oh, by true. the way, it's going to be seven. So they kind of wedged the Mando thing in the middle and it was also a great way to catch us up on his story. So like if Mando shows up on Tatooine to fight the Pike syndicate with Boba Fett and how did he get there? Like, where's his ship? Obviously he flew commercial and the TSA still sucks in the star Wars. We've <laughs> yeah. established that. That was a fun part of that episode. That was where's hilarious. His, where's the spear? Like, does he still have the dark saber? I was glad they took time to catch us up because like they said, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know about it. And I'm the kind of fan that would hear something like that and be sharing it with others, but it went over my head, I suppose. I lost my train of thought. When they said that, that was gonna, this show was going to springboard Mando mm. Season 3 and future projects, I'm like, okay, that totally, I'm, I'm good with that at that point. But, I don't know, the, it's the, the, the marketing did seem strange. That was Michael that made the point about it being like a book and books mm-hmm. go to different chapters. And if there's a Boba Fett Season 2, and they go back to more characters and things. I'm a, and I just recently became this way. I used to be like too critical about things early on. Now I'm a wait and see kind of guy. So like some people didn't like Clone Wars in the first three seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Now all seven seasons combined plus Rebels, you're like, it's it's incredible. right? And the same with the Bad Batch. The first few episodes were this and then it 
was this. And then by the end of it, you kind of see where they're going and it's pretty good. Then they say, oh, it's season two. So after a few seasons, the Bad Batch weren't ties in. You know, people probably feel completely different. So I'm still in a wait and see mode for Boba Fett. But in the meantime, I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, I know after the season's over, I feel the same way. (laughs) So what was that was y'all's overall thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I wouldn't say it was on the same level as the Mandalorian Mm -hmm. just because they did jump around in a lot of different places. And I guess one of my issues with it was where they're taking the character of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and this is hard to really, um, get too nitpicky on because in, you know, episode five and episode six of the the movies, you know, we only get like two lines from the guy. So we're all basing this one character off of that. The thing that I assumed was going to happen is whenever they teased the Boba Fett uh, show at the end of the last season of The Mandalorian, uh, they have him go in and kill Bib Fortuna. And, you know, we, we expect him to be this, this bad A. Okay? Yeah. And whenever we get reintroduced to him in the show, he's kind of, I shouldn't say a lighthearted guy, but yeah. it seems he's like, more of it a... It seems like he wouldn't have gone in and shot Bib Fortuna. Yes. If and that was at the beginning of this show. Yes. I I guess I expected him to be more of this, you know, kind of stereotypical crime lord mm. and, you know, do stuff uh, that crime lords do instead of trying to win the hearts and minds of the local population and, you know, do the, mm. uh, the kind crusade kind of thing. But... Right. Anyways, but I... Again, I can't complain too much because overall, I still thought it was an incredible show. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, it's just kind of the, in the back of my mind. I thought uh, his character was going in a different direction w- than what ended up happening. Right, right. Well, and I, I feel like we do get a little bit of the the change of character of Boba Fett, um, just like the way that he functions. Because whenever all we get through all the flashbacks, uh, he's a completely different guy than when he first showed up and was captured, I guess. I, I, was he captured? I don't even remember, honestly. Yeah. What do you... I... Uh, oh, frick. What are the guys' names that live out in the desert? The same people? No, yeah. no. Tuscan Raiders. It's Tuscan oh. Raiders. Yeah. Politically <laughs> correct on this podcast, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, sand people. I mean, come on now. I've, I've got one right here. It's very sensitive, okay? <laughs> but yeah, no, when he's when he's with the Tuscan Raiders, right. um, I mean, when he shows up, like he's he's the guy that you think would just walk in somewhere and shoot somebody in cold blood yeah. and you know, right. Take his and throne. I think that's definitely part of it. The whole yeah. journey he went on with the living with them and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I feel like if you don't have those flashbacks in the back, the tank that kind of show like, okay, well this is like who Boba Fett is now. And, uh, you, you just take him for what you think he should be. And then they go through the same story arc without all the backstory. You're kind of like, this is not exactly the Boba Fett that I thought we were going to get, but, then you see like, okay, well, he, uh, you know, was basically, (laughs) 
dehydrated to death right. in the desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he had been boiled and fried. Yeah. Which he kind of was. Yeah, in dude. The like he that. looked pretty rough when he was out there. Um, and, you know, they train him and he becomes basically one of the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. And I loved all that stuff. Yeah. I thought I it love was seeing anything really else cool. about sand people. Like, it's really interesting. Yeah. And then he gets to build his own, like, gaffy stick. Is that what it's called? A gaffy yes, stick? Gaffy stick. Yeah. <laughs> that thing is sick. That is one of the coolest weapons in Star Wars, I think. Okay, now here's something funny. And I don't know if you experienced this as well, Drew, but with stuff like that, and someone would kind of, oh, how do you know it's called that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when I learned that. I don't know where I learned that, but it's in my brain. And that's it's down here in a book somewhere on my bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, or it's like I would, or I used Wikipedia. to read. Yeah, or I used to just read <laughs> Wikipedia. Like how, how insane is that? <laughs> that's yeah, so I mean, awesome. That, that's what's so great about the Star Wars universe, though, is <laughs> it's everything it's so has, well developed that yeah. I think part of the reason why I love Star Wars as much as I do is because everything has some kind of a historical record. Yes, and you can it go back so and much more real. Learn the backstory on all this stuff, yeah, and then it, it all makes sense. So, again, yeah, I I think that's one of the reasons why I'm so interested in it. Well, and like, I think Dave Filoni being in charge of all these spinoff shows and stuff helps too, because I think he may be the ultimate Star Wars nerd, right? And he's in control of it. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's how all this good stuff kind of happens, right? I mean. Yeah, I think a lot of the the references to other things that have like you have to be like really really into Star Wars to understand. Where I as a casual viewer of the show have no idea what they're talking about, but I still really enjoy the show. But right, for it the people matter in ultimate the people understanding. who are like you guys who are really really into the Star Wars universe, like you get some serious like pleasure from Yeah. <laughs> those references yeah. and things that's like oh my it's god really all of this reading that I've done is paying off right now <laughs> I'm not just insane <laughs> I sit there grinning like an idiot just every episode just like oh what are they oh that's awesome yeah, yeah. or that's- it's the, the Leo DiCaprio meme from Once Upon a Time oh. in Hollywood the Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just doing that so at the screen. <laughs> I saw a meme of that upside down the other day where 50 Cent Cent? came out at halftime of the Super Bowl. And I thought that was the funniest thing. (laughs) It's Leonardo DiCaprio upside down pointing and it shows 50 Cent where he like came down. (laughs) It was super cool. When I saw it, I was like, wait, like, is he really upside down? (laughs) Like, it's cool, but that seems like such a, like laborious thing yeah. for like oh, half yeah. a second of it's from one going. of his music videos. I don't remember which one, but that's from one of his in, music in videos. The oh. yeah. In the club. Yo. Yeah. Yo. I didn't Yo. know that was in the, Yo. that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I've seen pictures of him at halftime and him in the music video, like stacked on top of each other. It's pretty cool. Oh, neat. I learned we something. We respect Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent in this household. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Now, I, I will say, I do have some grievances to air. <laughs> do okay. you want to hear them? It's yeah. the time for the Let's airing for of it. grievances. So, <laughs> yeah, what is that from? Is that's that... from Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's uh, Festivus. Uh, Festivus, Festivus, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I did like it overall. I felt in quality and like um, 
craftsmanship. The Mando episodes clearly made the Boba Fett episodes look of lower quality. I don't mean in content, but I just mean how they're shot and like how they look production wise. You know, and those were my favorite episodes by far. Yeah, right. And, and and that's not to say that the, that therefore all the Boba stuff is bad, but it shows you how good of a show Mandalorian is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, and it shows you how incredible of a director Bryce Dallas Howard is. Absolutely, she is magic when it comes to the Mando stuff. Absolutely, completely. Yeah, I love the Mandalorian. Like I, I've watched the, like the old Star Wars movies, and like I remember watching Anakin get his legs cut off in theaters as a child. Um, man, that's like, it's ingrained in my memory. Like, oh my God, my dad took me to watch this. Are you serious? Uh, and I walked to the theater and I was like, Joe Grievous has this car and it's a wheel that has legs. <laughs> I, apparently I forgot that a man murdered children. I didn't care about that. I just yeah. cared about the cool car. But I mean, I remember watching those like, like, I, I vividly remember that scene, but I vaguely remember watching them like yeah. at my great grandma's house on TV on like a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't remember that much about them. Like I need to go back and watch them again sometime just to like get a refresher. Mm-hmm. But like having the Mandalorian out like relatively recently where I have really seriously watched every episode. Um, he's my favorite by far. Like Boba Fett, I thought was cool. Uh, but there's something about like Din Djarin's character um, and the whole Grogu thing. Like just the the entire show is and it, and it just it's feel, so it, good. It's leaking with like just Star Warsiness. Yeah, like it feels so even much without like lightsabers it. and all the yes, stuff that you exactly think about being Star Wars. Like there's no Death Star. There's none of that. It's literally just a Western. Star Wars, right? Um, which he now does have the dark saber, which I completely forgot he had whenever he pulled that yeah, out at too. the beginning of episode five. I was, like, I was like, "Oh yeah," he like pulled it out, and I was like, "No, oh my god, oh my god, oh. we got mine right here." Now, now you did win that in a That's fight awesome. because otherwise, it's it's like bad luck, right? I had I mean, to fight a Target employee for it. Oh, <laughs> life, so yeah, kind of. That's Amazing. awesome. He had to go all the way to the back to find it. Right. <laughs> That's awesome, though. And then yeah. I ask him if I'm fighting him for it. He says, yeah, you win. So <laughs> and then you bowed and you just like, all right, <laughs> give it to me. I bested you. <laughs> totally. I've yeah. got two others in my collection, but I did not win those from any Jedi. They're, they're, they're just, they find, found them. <laughs> nice. In stores and bought them. <laughs> the... Reason, let me hop in here real quick on what we're talking about. I yeah. hate to interrupt the dark saber thing, but I've always got it back there as a prop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. The Mandalorian, the magic of it is so it oozes Star Wars, and there's yeah. there's corners of Star Wars for everybody. That's yes. what's so wonderful about it. My wife really loves the. She's a new fan, so she really loves these aspects. I love every aspect. There's certain fans that are that are here, but I feel like the Mandalorian is perfectly right in the middle Yeah, because it draws from here, from here, from here and from here and from right in the middle. Uh, like it, it is the sequel timeline, right? But it's oozing with original trilogy stuff. It's pulling stuff, enhancing the sequel trilogy timeline. It's pulling from the prequels. It's yeah. pulling from the clone wars. It's pulled from basically every show except right. rebels to this point, except it totally is now pulling from rebels because of the dark saber stuff. 
like the yeah. the thing where he was training with the dark saber and the armor says you're fighting against it like the weight of it that's oh, word for hap- word what what Kanan told Rebel. Sabine when he was training her during the trials of the dark saber they're so good How, they're so good at making this like <laughs> and it's it the Mandalorian it pulls spo- from literally it spoils us Yes, they pull from every corner of Star Wars at once. They don't play favorites. Yeah. And it also leans very heavily into the two, sorry, three, the the two genres in the one like kind of worldview that inspired Star Wars, Westerns, samurai movies, and like Eastern philosophy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Mandalorian creeds, uh, well, sorry, the cult, Children of the Watch Mandalorian right. Creed is very similar to the you know, like the way of the samurai and things like that, which was, yes. you know, the Jedi Order. Uh, right, then, Warrior Code. Yes, yes. And you see just everything that's great about Star Wars is in the Mandalorian. The only thing missing is John Williams and Lu- uh, Ludwig Vorn. Uh, he is my Ludwig favorite Vorenson. composer now by far. Oh, he's, right. so he's making his own stuff and it's uh, He's a amazing. wizard. It's he is wizard. He is. is, And when you go and look at his work, you're like, Oh my, I I wasn't familiar with his work very heavily until I listened to stuff in the Mandalorian, like episode one of the Mandalorian. I was hooked on the music first thing. And I go and look at this dude's work and he's done, you know, black Panther and just all all this other good stuff. And he worked on community and like other TV shows. He's just all over the place. And his work is, didn't he do tenant as well? Am I right on that? Yes. Yes. I think so. I mean, can you imagine if this dude scores an entire Star Wars movie in the future? It would be insane. That'd be cool. That would be so cool. It's like Darth Revan pops up on screen, and it's like Ludwig <laughs> Gorenson is the one freaking uh, yeah. scoring it. That's I so cool. Have, That'd yeah. be so cool. I will cry even more. In the th- I mean, I already do <laughs> yeah. in Star Wars. In the theater, Braxton but I and I have, have watched out. The Mandalorian together, and on the way home from his house, I just play The Mandalorian theme on repeat. Right? <laughs> just the whole way home. Uh, he was my top artist on Spotify in the year 2021 for like oh, listening wow. to. That's awesome. Because if I'm, if I'm working like outside, whatever I'm doing, I'm just bumping the Mando soundtrack. It's just over and over yeah. is what I'm doing. So uh, it's just, it's so good. And there you go. The, the Mandalorian is spoiling us. And some people were mad about Book of Boba Fett maybe not living up to the quality of the Mandalorian. And I believe it was just sheerly a direction standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people had criticisms for Robert Rodriguez, both directing and helping run the show. Maybe he was a little out of his depth, but at the same time, I still really enjoyed it. We were just comparing it to what's been so good about The Mandalorian. Also, yeah, it The Mandalorian is treading new. It, it is creating new territory in Star Wars, while still treading old territory and is drawing from it. Mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett was the, it was mainly old territory with new brought in. So we were used to seeing new things and there were some old, but I think mainly it came down the, the, to the direction of the show. And at some, at some points it was like the CGI. It's like, man, it looked better in the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but it was just like three times off the top of my head over a seven episode show. So, you know, there's movies with, more mess ups than that over the course of an hour, 45 minutes. So yes, I can't complain. Right. I mean, friggin' cats got produced by people that make money for a living. Right. And <laughs> yeah. So I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. Plus how realistic and just incredible was the Rancor. Other, I mean, other than oh, the live, that was like, awesome. like the, like the model they made of it, they had like a, they had like an animatronic for it, but the CG of it, oh, was, it looked so cool. It was really my, cool. I'm, I'm all over the place. with talking about it, but it's just, 
like I said, it's mind blowing. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Well, <laughs> okay. This, this, this is my only other main problem with the finale was that the Cad Bane thing was, was too short in my opinion. Yeah. And the more they lingered on the battle with the Rancor, I was like, this is cool, but I don't really care about any of these characters like deeply <laughs> and not just emotionally, just like the story that it's told up to that point. Yeah. And then with Cad Bane and Boba, I was like, oh no, like instead of playing all that scene all at once, like cut to the battle once or twice more and then cut back to them talking three or four more times or something like milk it for all it's worth. You know what I mean? And then the, the other thing that was weird to me was Cad Bane says, you know, the sand people, it was, it wasn't the bikers. It was the pikes that killed them. And then, but, and then it's like, oh, well then Boba loses his cool and, and tries to attack him. But to me, that it felt so weird to where it was like, why didn't they just, why didn't Cad Bane kill the sand people? Like, why would he get mad at Cad Bane for just telling him a fact? Yeah. It, 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 that was, and it would have been so easy just for them to have it right to be Cad Bane was hired by the Pikes to kill the sand people. I don't know. That, it was such a weird thing where it's like, yeah, I feel like if they had one second thought about it, they would have been like, Oh yeah, like it makes much more sense, and then would put much more weight on his death if he's really dead. Yeah, I, I think he's dead as a doornail. I think, I think he's probably actually dead, which is why it's like, wouldn't it? So like, why did then he kill him? Because he told them somebody else killed his friends. I, I don't know. Oh, I mean, it, it seemed like they had some bad blood too. They have well, history. Oh yeah, they have history. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wish they would have talked about the history more because. People who haven't watched Clone Wars don't have any context on that. Yeah. There have been one or two lines about that before he died on live action. Mm -hmm. And it's never there again. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I I, I would just say we were robbed of the opportunity to see Cad Bane use his jetpack shoes just one last time. (laughs) But, you know, there there was already a lot of flying and action in the episode. So maybe they just wanted to make their stuff more. Right. Stay on the ground. (laughs) Dialogue driven and you know combat and the payoff for the gaffy stick stuff. So yes, yes, yeah, yeah. The gaffy stick was really cool. And even though, and if Cad Bane had killed the sand people, how cool would it have been if he was then killed by an honorary sand person with the gaffy stick? Poetry. Really cool. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Except it didn't. <laughs> they forgot. Yeah. Whoops. But uh, but no, it was good. And the only other thing that kind of weirded me out. Well, not weirded me out, and I'm fine with it, everything that happened. But it's like the whole thing with season two of Mando was that, like, at the end of the finale, the big thing was like, oh, like he had to give Grogu away. And that was such an emotional moment. And then, you know, you see Grogu and Luke, which is cool, and that's really neat. And then Grogu comes back, and then it's kind of ambiguous as to whether Grogu told Luke no, or if he kind of ran away, which I kind of suspect. But what, it, 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 what I heard about that, uh-huh. like as a leak before the episode actually aired, uh, was that, which I, they, 
haven't actually shown anything about this mm-hmm. and we don't exactly know what happened. Uh, but what I had heard as a leak was uh, Grogu picked the lightsaber. Luke sensed that like he needed to go help the Mandalorian and he gave him the chain armor and sent him back. Mm, right, so I don't, right. I don't that's know a, if that's maybe that's a, a possibility. If we'll find that out in Mandalorian season three or uh, when exactly we'll find that out. But that is what I, I heard. And I mean, it, it kind of makes sense if that were to happen. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know because he does have that strong bond with the Mandalorian and could have very easily picked the chainmail. But I mean, I know he's... <laughs> Uh, like 50 years old. But what a choice Luke gave him of you can either choose the Jedi way yeah, or was, you can go like, back to your friend. And he's like this like, tiny little <laughs> green dude. Like, just Luke, like, have you learned nothing? Have you learned nothing? <laughs> it's further payoff for because I'm going to tell you a secret about me. I'm a big Last Jedi guy. Okay. Uh-huh. And... It, well, I love all Star Wars, let the record show. Other than Resistance, it's the only thing I've not watched because, I don't know, I didn't. It's the only thing I have admittedly well, watched. Well, it's much more of a kid show. It, it, than even more than so than Rebels, show. yes. Um, that The whole thing where th- that's Luke continuing. He hasn't learned his lesson about right. the Jedi and their failures and their shortcomings yet. Mm-hmm. And they're laying that on thick. Oh, yeah, right. I appreciate that. But this is the root of my only big issue or well, not even big. This is my only even issue with the mm-hmm. show. Like if someone asked me, do you have any issues? No. Well, do you have one? Well, I do have one. <laughs> Got to be specific. It would be that I feel like the, the Grogu stuff was rushed and his yeah, appearance yeah. was adorable and it made me happy because it was good for Mando, but it was rushed and it nearly took me out of the heat of the battle. Cause I love Pelimoto. Her character is really funny. Yeah. You know, the, the pit droids and all that stuff. It's funny, but, a little bit of it took me out of the seriousness of the episode, which when I say seriousness, I mean, there were big Scorpion X droids chasing people <laughs> through the streets. There was a Rancor right. like King Kong. So at the end of the day, you know, Star Wars does have some some craziness in it. And, it, you know, it's also for children. George Lucas has said that yes. a thousand times. That's for children. And we see, you know, Anakin kill children and people get their legs cut off and set on fire. <laughs> so it's for adults, too. You know, but basically your average children's show. You know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, wait, let the record show. I'm sure like cow and chicken and like weird stuff like that is way worse. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy. Like, <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Didn't Ren and Stimpy, didn't one of them work for like a call center? Like yeah, one, one of them works like a centers? sex call center in an episode. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, there's your kid show right there. So that's, that's my only issue I had is that that did feel rushed and I feel like it maybe took away from the beautiful like Tear jerking climax of Mando season two. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly yeah, what I totally was going to say. Took away from it, but at the same time, wait and see. What if Grogu did run away? I mean, you think R two's just going to not go back? R two's going to go back to Luke. R two. People are say R two is no snitch. Yeah, he is. He's going to tell yes, Luke everything. Luke's going to know. But I, but I also wouldn't be surprised if R two helped Grogu run away. That's why he was so panicky. Very possible. That, you yeah, because. Uh, Pelimoto, she said something like, I, well, I understand you're in a hurry, but so maybe R2 had like, he, he, he had a mission in mind or something like that. Right. Yeah. I'm Can we not talk sure. about for a second when she asked, Hey, little guy. And he's what, and R2 t- 
tells her what his name is. And she's like, Grogu, that's a terrible name. It's a terrible name. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel the same way. We, we called him Baby Yoda for so long, and now we have to call him Grogu. <laughs> Grogu. I, know, I, I, I was in love with the name when I first heard it, but yeah, still people always stick with Baby Yoda. But even before Grogu... I was a stickler. Like I was like one of those jerks that was like, his name is the child. It's right. the child. I was one of those On the guys. merchandising, his name is the child. That was, that was, I was one of those guys admittedly. So, yeah. you know, but yeah. when someone they said Grogu, I was totally down with it. You know, and maybe it was just cause Ahsoka was the one that told him. Oh yeah. And it, and it was like nothing hurt. Oh yeah. Grogu says so like we're on a first name basis and Din's like Grogu, that's his name. Whoa. <laughs> That was Keanu Reeves for you. Yeah. I, I still know Kung Fu. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> so, so speaking of Ahsoka, I actually have, let me bring it up here. I actually have a mild theory about how, I, how I would like to see something play out. With oh, the okay. I, I'm only I down for spicy theories. <laughs> it's decently spicy. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, let me, oof. well, now I can't find it. <laughs> But basically, it's um, Din. Oh, no, I, I remember it now. I was looking at a different screenshot. I always screenshot th- uh, things from like a Discord event and send it to other friends. Like, hey, uh, check out what this person said or whatever. Or it was something. I'm off topic here. Sorry, guys. It's been a long day. <laughs> oh, you're good. Um, what if Din sees how powerful Grogu has become in a short time? It's like Mando season one and two. It's like. Grogu would come on, come on, do the magic hand thing, <laughs> and right, he'd like almost take nothing. a nap for an hour. Now he takes down, you know, he he like moves the scorpion X droid, crushes it, and those things the rancor. And he's just like, yeah, cool. I would like to see this be maybe used as a plot device for Den's character because Den is an incredible character this far, but he still has a lot of things that could happen to him in the rooms of Grogu. He could see, wow, Grogu's insanely powerful. I'm wasting his potential just letting him ride around in my sweet modified N1 Starfighter. Maybe I should take him back to Skywalker. Right. And yeah. he takes him back to Luke, like, I, you know, I caused an issue by showing up. I'm sorry. And Frankly, he like, kind of scared me. He, he, he killed a giant machine. Yeah. I'm afraid <laughs> of that. He killed a Terminator. He definitely <laughs> belongs with his own kind. Um, you know, and plus, Luke is like untapping his light, like reconnecting his connection to the force and this is I'll, I want to get back to that in just a second if y'all don't mind I want Din to take Luke to, to get Grogu back to Luke as like his growth and Luke's just like no and then Ahsoka's there and she's like oh I'll train Grogu finally and we see Ahsoka take Grogu mm. and he's in the Ahsoka show and that so that would be me. that would be really that cool that would be really cool character development for Din and we would get Grogu in the Ahsoka show which I'm already way too excited about <laughs> That one, that one really to me is the like the wild card because everyone yeah. is sitting there like. Part of the reason is that the ending of Rebels, no spoilers, of course, but it ends on a super cliffhanger, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's no way the Ahsoka show is not going to be about that. To resolve that, and that's what people are so like excited and, about because it's, it's like Jedi, it could be about or, anything. Yeah. And if the Jedi Order is to be rebuilt in a future timeline after Episode Nine with Ray and other unnamed characters redacted from Rebels, um, why wouldn't Grogu 
be built up to be part of that. Because he would be there it, if he doesn't it, it, die. So timeline was, I have a friend, His uh, we call him the lore seeker. It's his YouTube channel. That's his YouTube brand. He's close to 17,000 subs on his YouTube channel. Just a real cool dude. And uh, he used to be uh, his Star Wars, his account used to be called Star Wars Qu- Quick Clips. I can't mm. speak today. And he rebranded his stuff to the Lore Seeker. So we have Star Wars Lore Seeker. Right name. Middle Earth. Halo comic book. <laughs> yes. He has a lore seeker verse for everything, but Star Wars is the middle one. And then the uh, Monster Island lore seeker. That's his brand. He wanted to do a Godzilla channel, and he called me and he was like, Hey, you know Godzilla more than anybody I know. Co- co produced his channel with me. I said, Okay. So I'm part of his like little brand. He did the math because he knows Star Wars more than anybody I know. <laughs> Yoda became a Jedi master at, at the age of 90. According and to like Grogu, the old lore, basically. Yeah, yeah. And so if, so if Grogu is roughly he's around 50 in age right now, and if you take this time now that Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, all this is set in, and go a few years after the end of Rise of Skywalker, that would put Grogu around the 90-year-old mark, a.k.a. whenever Yoda became a Jedi Master. So, I mean, call yep. it Yoda 2.0 or whatever. It would still be incredible. I mean, imagine a new Jedi Order with, uh, I don't know if Ahsoka's alive because she'd be pretty old at that time, but redacted Rebels character's name, Grogu, I mean, Ray, who knows what they're going to do with Finn in the future. There's just unlimited potential, and I'd Mm -hmm. like to see Grogu there. I just, I don't foresee Grogu remaining a plot device for a show about Mandalore. And and that's kind of what I hope because I, I love Grogu, and I especially love seeing now having the opportunity to see Luke yeah, and all that stuff. I love that. Yeah. But um, in the back of my mind, I'm always like, like you're saying, Din Djarin as a character is so interesting and has so much stuff he has to sort out personally that it's like, I really want his show. Like, <laughs> it, he, has, he has so much there to make his show and it would be so cool, you know? And you don't want his show to be a cameo fest. Right. Because exactly. so many people were like, why didn't Bosk show up? Why didn't Dengar? Why didn't this show up? And I said, because they wanted to tell a cool story. And could they tell a cool story with those guys? Yeah. But at the same time, they were focused on a good story. So you don't want to make it a cameo fest. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like they've, that's like the DC, like, like teen Titans universe, whatever going on the CW network with the flash. It's like, <laughs> let's have 20 different versions of the flash. And if you're a flash fan, that's okay. I'm just kind of, that that's I know they have a lot of different characters and people show up and merge in those shows. Uh, right, but it's like, is it ultimately necessary for whatever you're trying to yeah. tell? Or is I it mean, just right. to look cool? <laughs> Mando season one was incredible with like what five primary characters, six primary characters. Exactly. Yeah. There doesn't need to be I have like I have I think forty Star Wars bobblehead Funkos just right here alone. And I don't need to see all of them in a show at one time because <laughs> right, that's because you have them much. on your shelf at one time. And you can yeah. look at them there. There's no room. For, it, well, also, timeline-wise, doesn't make sense. Because, yeah. like, Darth Malak from Knights of the Old Republic isn't going to be hanging out with, like, Kylo Ren. Now, like, I tell you that. where he will be hanging out with him. And that's in Lego Star Wars, the upcoming greatest <laughs> game that's ever going to be made. <laughs> it looks incredible. <laughs> it looks literally too good to be true. It l- <laughs> I think they said 300 different characters you can play as. What? Or control at different points, like 300 different characters. Yes. All timelines, all planets, 
and it's <laughs> endless. It's like they've already said like they're going to do like Mandalorian stuff, and then like they could come back in three years. Okay, we're going to do the Clone Wars, yeah, and you play through the Clone DLCs. Wars as rats. It's unlimited. <laughs> I'm going to collect all those mini kids. <laughs> it's, it's it's free real estate. <laughs> it's free real estate. <laughs> So real quick, what I was going to go back to talking about Yoda, uh, Grogu and Luke and his force connection. Have any of you ever, have any of y'all played Jedi Fallen Order? I've played parts of it. I haven't completed it yet. I don't own it, but I play it when I go to my friend's house. It's so good. I've played through it twice and I like it. The story is really good. Yes. And I like when they use, they've used a little bit of something that they made. I mean, it was roughly canon. No, it was definitely canon. Um, the Inquisitors, but, or well, not, not the Inquisitors. Um, like the the connection to the Force and how somebody can close it off. Oh, right. And so through like, and it's it's cool how they use it for a device in the video game. So in the game, as you progress, you level up, right? Basically, that is the character Cal Kestis restoring his connection to the Force that he cut off. It's almost like someone who had amnesia having to relearn something, yeah. except he purposefully forgot. Yeah, and Luke okay. says that in the episode when he's training. He's like, it's more that he's remembering that I'm training him. So Grogu obviously <gasps> oh had my God. all these years when of he training. When he said that, I was like, yeah. what does that like? What are the implications of that? Like, what the heck is that? And little poor Grogu's Order 66 PTSD. I mean, oh my, my goodness. <laughs> that was a rough scene, but it was incredible. I saw we a meme where someone's like, well, Filoni found... What is this? The eighth time to show us Order Sixty Six? <laughs> so he loves many. it. He gets off on it. I'm convinced that he loves. Have you ever seen a supercut of Order Sixty Six? Like across Every- <laughs> Clone Wars, Bad Batch, Fallen Order, uh, now with the Mandalorian. No, I it's don't know if I want to. It's so it's kind of like they like supercut. Like it's like thirty minutes long. It would have to be. <laughs> well, it's like it's like six scenes all together at the same time. They sync them up when like when Order Sixty Six happens. It's pretty cool. Um. <laughs> But that's what I thought about Grogu. It's like he's closing himself off from the force and Luke is using his training to rebuild his connection. And I mean, I think this will help Grogu speak. This will help. Maybe we'll finally figure out what his species name is, what planet they're from. He's only the third of this species in Star Wars canon. So (laughs) shout out to Yaddle. Shout out to Yaddle. (laughs) I mean, really, we've got to learn these things. And I just like how they're using this little bitty thing from a video game about like restoring your connection to the force and having flashbacks because Cal Kestis, the character in Jedi Fallen Order has a lot of flashbacks mm-hmm. and they're all through the force. And I was like, that's so cool. They kind of brought that to the show. I, I might be the only one that. that really that's so true. That. Yeah. I mean, they didn't come out and say it, but that's immediately what I thought of. So I just, I like that. No. Great. Yeah. I'm going to yield some time. I'm, I'm talking a lot guys. <laughs> no, no, I love it. It's great. I, I love talking about it. It's, it's, <laughs> It's really fun. It's will, fun to talk about everything you love. It's fun to talk about things you don't like in yeah. a constructive way. And it's just, I don't know. It's its fun to make memes and it's fun to quote it. And it's its okay. all just great. I'm glad you brought up the meme part because one meme that I guess I don't get why it became so blown out of proportion <laughs> is like a bantha. Oh like my a God. Bantha. I'm so what? happy. I'm so happy that... I. I saw these start to pop up and I, I I know it's a funny scene, but I don't understand exactly why it was it became as popular as it was. Yeah. There's no real reasoning people, why. <laughs> people wanted to make fun of it. They're like, uh, and then it was like, it's already it's sort of silly. 
right? It's yeah. sort of silly. And then that tiny bit is then stretched because all the ones I saw were them cutting that line in into other quotes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the one that I saw is on YouTube and it was whenever Boba Fett is first introduced in Empire Strikes Back. Whenever they have the lineup of all the all the different bounty hunters and Darth Vader comes by, he says, no disintegrations. And Boba Fett says, like a bantha. <laughs> yes, exactly like that. And I was just like, what? <laughs> That's awesome. You turned her against me. Like a bantha. It, 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 it's just anything. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. That's yeah. super cool. <sighs> I love it. I made one. It was inspired uh, by somebody that just like commented it. But I've, one of my favorite comedy movies of all time is Hot Rod. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes. Braxton is it, the movie guru. <laughs> it, it, Hot Rod is. Hot Rod like, actually is, is the less. I don't know if you've seen Popstar. Yeah, never stop yeah. stopping. Yeah. Never stop never <laughs> stopping. Never stop never stopping. Hot that Rod is the it. movie they made before that, that. It's good, but it's not quite to the, the ridiculous Lonely Island? levels of pop stuff. Yeah, it's the Lonely Island that oh. made Hot Rod, yeah. Yeah. Andy Samberg's the main guy. It's it's like a top 10 comedy for me personally. It's just like a taste thing. Yes, so, it's good. It has Boba standing over Cad Bane's dead body with the gaffy stick. And then I glued to the bottom of that on Photoshop Rico. This is my hat now. This is totally my hat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the big giant wide brim hat. Yeah. I mean you I mean you kind of get the oh point. you can't God. see it, but this yeah. is my hat. It's totally my hat. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's is. awesome. I I made okay so let me just shout out myself again. I am also the admin of a big meme page in Arkansas. So I'm all over the place with content creation. <laughs> we have like 77,000 likes and we just make the most ridiculous. Just like it's, it's a weird. So like Arkansas is a small state, right? And we only have like 77,000 people on the page, but we constantly, it's like a weird knit, like niche, niche, whatever you pronounce that word niche. We found this weird, like, community of people for like jokes about Arkansas and stuff like that. And people go nuts with it. There's probably like 20 of those meme pages in Texas, but I've got one of the ones for Arkansas and we have a great time with it. That's amazing. So That's awesome. I've not been able to work in any book of Boba Fett stuff yet, but anytime I can work Someday. in a Star Wars joke, oh, I try to, it was like, find on a May, way. it was like on May the 4th for Star Wars day. Um, are you familiar with the movie Sling, ba- Sling Blade? With, oh uh, my God, yes, yes. <laughs> that I was made not. in Arkansas. <laughs> that, was, that was made in Arkansas. And we kind of claim Billy Bob Thornton as like honorary Arkansan, one of our own. Oh, yeah. So it was the scene where, uh, <laughs> it was the scene where uh, uh, Anakin first learns that Palpatine is a Sith Lord. And he was like, are you going to kill me, Anakin? I would certainly like to. And so I pasted over that. Carl, why do you have a mower blade? I aim to kill you with it. <laughs> and like that was the most like niche like Arkansas Star Wars yes. thing I could think of. And it That's was the best of, stuff. It was like one of my favorite memes I've ever made in my life, though. It didn't it didn't hit heavy on the page, but it was oh my God, one of my favorite great. things I've That's ever awesome. made on my phone. Like I I laughed about it for ten minutes before I've been posted. Just to like, kill you with it. <laughs> 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 like a bantha. <laughs> Master Skywalker. There are too many of them. What are we going to do? Mm. 
<laughs> What'd you kill the younglings for? <laughs> What'd you kill the younglings for? <laughs> this is a gold mine. <laughs> it's a gold mine of content, of course. <laughs> oh my gosh. Got any of that blue milk in there? <laughs> okay. Braxton, now we're, now we're I, going deep. You're going to be CEO of our memes on our Facebook page. Oh God. <laughs> You're going to have to make me. It's, it's funny because I like to make them all the time. And in our discussion group uh, for our podcast on Facebook, one <laughs> of the most annoying, so one of the most annoying things people do is just like spam memes all the time. And I make them and I'm just like, I want to post these because I'm like a group admin and like it's content. But when like the same three people post them and like spam them multiple times a day. I can't. And like Michael, he like he he gets driven nuts by it. So I just send him mine all the time, even though he wasn't posted. He gets bugged by it a lot. So <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, we have a intense uh, potential for Star Wars sling blade crossover and hot rod memes. So absolutely. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> I have really sidetracked us from the show here at this point. but Oh, it's all no. good. Uh, it was so for comedy's sake. I, I will say episode five and episode six uh, were my two favorite episodes of the season. Mm -hmm. Even the finale was not topped by either one of those. Um, and I will say episode five was awesome because he did build the ship. Uh, but I, I thought episode six where he goes to uh, see go, goes to see Luke and Grogu, or mostly Grogu. Uh, but he gets there and R2 like wheels over to him and he thinks R2 is leading him to go see Grogu and he gets to this clearing and R2 just shuts off and he's like what am I supposed to do that and made me laugh and, so hard and all of like the droids are going around and they build him a bench and he sits down and he's like I is guess this, I'm going to be here a while a and bench? takes a nap <laughs> I can't describe why but that whole bit of them building the bench us realizing as the audience him just commenting is that a bench and then sitting on it <laughs> <laughs> made me just lose it. It yeah. was like one of the funniest things I've you ever did, seen in Star Wars. You did lose your mind. I don't know mind. why it got me so good. Like Because it's so practical. Yes. It's, it's just... just it's <laughs> it was delivered just... Spot on. Perfectly. And I think that's a Filoni thing because it, rule of thumb, if Ahsoka is an episode, Filoni directed it. And if Ahsoka is not going to be an episode and Filoni directed it, she might pop up like in this one. We didn't know she was going to pop up. Mm -hmm. And he's just really good at that kind of little practical like comedy stuff. Like he, he directed season one, episode five, the gunslinger, which is my co-host Michael's least favorite Mandalorian episode. Because which which was, one does that remind me? That was the one where they go to Tatooine to hunt down Fennec Shan and dollar store Han Solo, <laughs> AKA Torn Calico helps them hunt him down. Yes. And at one point they're laying there on the dune. No, we can't attack her. She has the high ground. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little little stuff like that. I yep. feel like that is one thing he is. He's he's good for. It's just that little. That's it, it's it's like such dry comedy that it just it just hits you so good. Yes, that's so I, true. I did, yeah. I did love that part, and I was watching it with my brother. He was like, "Are they making him a bench?" I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." That yeah. was hilarious, and I I don't know if I have. Uh, just not realize Din, Din Djarin does not speak droid, does he? It seems like he's always extremely confused anytime he comes in contact with a droid. Where like some of the other characters, they just like talk. they just talk back and forth with him. He's like looking at them like, what the heck are you saying? And so 
R2's like beeping at him and he's like asking him questions because he doesn't understand what's going on. And yeah, then he, he just shuts right. off. <laughs> R2 was done with his crap is what it was. <laughs> and how easy would it be for him to install a little voice modulator and a little like accessory of his helmet to understand what droids are saying. But yeah. he spent so much of his life, you know, hating droids and stuff like That's that. That's what I, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't want to mess with that. that. Yeah. He was, oh. he was bigoted against droids. <laughs> And R2 is sassy. Like, we know that. Oh, yeah. Like, ever since episode one, it's like, he's going to shut down and take a nap when it's convenient or mm-hmm. just, you know, do his thing. And they really they really lean into that heavy in the Clone Wars sometimes. <laughs> sometimes yeah. too heavily, but he, they he, lean he into it. It becomes like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> like essentially, right? It's the perfect like, description gotcha. of it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. But then, I mean, we see him, we see Grogu and Luke, and they're meditating. And Grogu sees a frog. And that Snacks. whole scene was funny because he, like, tries to get, pull it out of the water. And then Luke, like, puts his hand up and pulls all of the frogs out of the water while Grogu's not paying attention. And Grogu looks over and his eyes get huge. And he's like, oh my God. And, and the, I, the I feel droll, like, but I, I also happened. feel like that is, like, when he finally realizes, like, hey, okay, maybe there's something to this force thing. Like, maybe this is something that I Mm. need to learn more about and understand further because I can have unlimited frogs. I can have way more than just the one. I like (laughs) Unlimited frogs! I'm so (laughs) narrow-minded right now, focused on this one frog when I can't see the bigger picture of all of the frogs that are under the water. That was such a Yoda moment. Right, it's mirroring, sort of pulling the X-wing out and Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't do this. Well, it's not the showing off thing, but it's like yeah. you have the capacity to yeah. do yeah. whatever you Yeah, but it's decide. like he it's like he He never even thought about it's it. It's like he's well, it's not it's it's like he's fighting that he he doesn't quite understand like what he's there with Luke for. Right, right. Um because he like he understands that he has some kind of power. Like I don't know that he necessarily understands that like how the force works and uh, what Jedi are, and I mean, because I mean, Luke is trying to reconnect him to the Force mm-hmm. throughout this this whole deal, um, and I, I feel like at that moment his eyes light up and he realizes, like, oh, I have a lot to learn, mm. and I had no idea the potential of what I can do with my power. He's yeah. taken his first steps into a much larger world. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Quote. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought that, that, Drew, I thought that scene you was really and, cool. You and Braxton <laughs> would just, <laughs> y'all would have such a good time. Speaking of Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> it's actually modeled after Qui-Gon Saber, but I bought it, a, I bought it at a store. Qui-Gon? And it, said, it said it was Obi-Wan Saber, but... I mean, it's Qui-Gon's hilt and it's blue, so I was really confused. But what? Uh, yeah, it came out of the factory wrong. Thank you, 2009. <laughs> they didn't care in 2009. I bought that for a school, a senior prank that never happened. <laughs> I graduated that's with so ten people. Funny. Okay, that's a story. We were going we to have to a massive lightsaber fight at graduation. Like we were going to choreograph, just like four or five of us. Going down the going down the aisle after graduation, like have a like lightsaber fight, and I was the only one that bought one, and like 
like planned for the whole thing and everybody else wimped out on it. So <laughs> you suck. <laughs> you people I'm talking about. <laughs> you know. Let's hope they listen to this. That's hilarious. They probably won't be. They didn't even respond to my thing for a the anniversary, a 10 year anniversary. Thing. <laughs> so no, they're not going to listen to this. Oh, well, man. I have one friend that might, and he was in on it. He just didn't, he just didn't buy the lightsaber and carry through. So Dang. it's okay though. He didn't understand the power of the force. <sighs> well, what do you know? Obi-Wan. Now, I don't know, Drew, if uh, you watch the... Uh, is it... What is... What's the documentary you watch? The Making of Star Wars? Is that what it's called? Uh, well, the, like the that? main one that I was talking about that day was the Empire of Dreams one. Like the classic... I just I've watched it like once, but it's been a it's been a while. Or I, I started watching it and it was like really late at night and I fell asleep. Uh, but I've been really needing to, really needing to watch that. I think Braxton's watched it one time too many. And yeah, well, it's one of the things I, I'll just like watch. I don't even like watch. It. I'll just like put it in the background. It's a, it's a comfort thing. You yeah. also do that with the Lord of the Rings commentary don't you heck yeah <laughs> what other way is there to enjoy lord of the rings other than theatrically and with all the bonus material right, i mean yeah, yeah, not theatrically the you know the, the extended directors. edition yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what's not, the quote you like to say that frodo wasn't it frodo says um, in the, the bonus features or whatever oh wait what was that remind me i'm trying to remember I, oh oh wait 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 where he talks about I don't. I can't remember it now. But he talks about them playing a game. Yeah. What What was it? You tell me the story that I told you because I forgot oh, I, it. I don't remember. I was hoping you would know. <laughs> no, I don't remember. <laughs> but it was about them saying, "Oh, oh, oh!" It was the the, the two uh, like crazy hobbits. Um. That that was actors. Mary and Pippin. Yes, Mary and Pippin. They and they also have a podcast called uh, the Friendship Onion. Really. Which is really really good. It's really enjoyable. Very cozy. I need to check that out. I'm bad about listening to other and, uh, podcasts. What was the game that they played? Uh, well, the game was called like Tig or something. Yeah. But it, they made it up. It was never a real game, but they convinced Elijah Wood that they would play it when he wasn't there. And they would make up like ridiculous rules similar to like, um, uh, what's it called? Rock, paper, scissors or something. And they're like, okay, so you can Tig on a Tog, but you can't tag a Tig. But you can't tag a, a Tog, but you can Tog. And he tried to learn the rule, but they were just, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't triple stamp a double stamp. Can't triple. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> that's from Dumb and Dumber. But uh, because <laughs> of course it is. Dumb and, I, I'm sorry. I have two of the Dumb and Dumber bobbleheads on one of my shelves back here. <laughs> I have an insane and diverse collection. <laughs> nice hooters, uh, owls. <laughs> my set of hooters you got there. <laughs> the owls—they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! The town's back that way. <laughs> that actually is my number one comedy movie of all time. Uh, it's, it's it's just it's so original <laughs> <laughs> and perfect. It's a perfect movie. Oh, <laughs> we landed on the moon. <laughs> Great. Um, <laughs> where were we? <laughs> oh, anyway, but they made it this game. Yeah, but yes, I like that's yeah. another comfort thing. Yeah, any any Star Wars like documentary or like history thing is always extremely fascinating. Um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Just talking well, after <laughs> after you told me about that, 
I actually went home. I think it was like the next day and I watched that whole thing. Yeah. Isn't it it's extremely good. interesting? I love it. I love like all the backstory as to how the whole universe was created in the first place in George Lucas's head. And then going forward, and they do spend a lot of time talking about, I guess, what's now episode four, A New Hope. Um, but, you know, going forward and uh, just developing all these different characters and having the insight from all the different actors and producers and... Yeah, and how, like, it uh, by all means sh- should not have been anywhere near, like, not just that good of a movie. It shouldn't yeah, have been a it, quality movie of any kind. That's what I always based thought on what was went into it. kind of interesting is George Lucas never really intended this to be this cultural phenomenon. He was no. just looking to make a movie to make some money and then go on to... Bigger and better things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And up until like the end when it was like finally edited with music, everyone, including Lucas, was like, this is just a steaming piece of crap. <laughs> like it's not good. Until they finally edited it with yeah. his wife's help. They got John Williams' music in it. And then they were like, oh, no, this is okay. Yeah. And then it was released into the world. <laughs> John Williams <laughs> could take a male, a postman. Delivering mail on a sunny day and make it Grammy worthy. Yeah, and make it like the most epic, <laughs> emotional. I mean, think about the movies he's done where they were good movies, but they wouldn't be the same without his Jaws. Home Alone. Like, then I'm like, I love Jaws. Yes, it, it, it's Home Alone would not be as good objectively <laughs> without the music. That's what so be true. As good without the music, Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah, Home Alone's music's incredible. Yeah, like, you mm-hmm. know, good comedy, good Christmas movie. Would It, it wouldn't be legendary and watched Harry, every year I without mean, the score. Harry I mean, Potter. Jaws, literally, two notes. Yes. <laughs> there you go. You, you have a villain after two notes. Yeah. Indiana it's Jones, a, Jurassic oh, e. Park. E.T. Um, even the first, first couple of Harry Potters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's just it's, so it's bizarre that that man... <laughs> can produce that much and it's all good. And then he's inspired the work of Ludwin Gorenson and then also uh, Michael Giacchino who did Rogue One. Mm. Do you know Michael Giacchino did that score for Rogue One in like four weeks time? Yeah, because didn't they, Jeez. it was going to be another guy and then yeah. he he like flaked out or couldn't do it. <laughs> he did the score for Rogue One which is incredible yeah. in four weeks. So, you know, I'd like, he, he can do another storage project anytime. Mm. Maybe him and Ludwig Gornson can like work together, but Ludwig is inspired by John Williams work, but Michael Giacchino like copied the homework. Yes. But in a good way. Uh, right, right. Way. Right. Yeah. I love it so Which much. Which needed to be done for Rogue One. Yes. You couldn't have had it too experimental for Rogue One. <laughs> and then I don't remember, I think it was uh, somebody Powell that did the solo score. It was pretty good too. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get the it didn't get enough credit, but it was good too. But you know that's because solo itself doesn't get enough credit. That's just yeah, that's true. Opinion. But it went <laughs> through production. It went through production heck and back. I mean, the fact that that movie even and, got released is a miracle on yeah. its own. <laughs> and they should have released it a year later instead of six months later. Yeah, they could have. They could have cleaned a few things up, kind of like, oh, you're by yourself. Your name is Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the only thing about the movie I don't like, other than not getting to see Amelia Clark enough, mm. I sent. I yeah. sent. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I, I really love Solo and Rogue One. They're my my favorites of the newer stuff by a, yeah. a mile. Rogue One is like they're really up, good. Up you do there. have a Rogue One poster on your wall. That's too. true. Yeah, yeah. I I'm st- I'm staring at one right now. A small one that I got from the theater. Oh, nice, nice. Rex yeah. got his from Disney Rewards. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> if you're not into that, you need to get on that. I don't know if you collect physical media at all. Um, just you, bobbleheads and a few black series. Okay. <laughs> figures is all. Because like when you buy like Blu-rays and stuff, it comes with codes that oh. you can redeem. And then you can use those to buy other like Blu-rays or posters and stuff like for free. I need to look into that because, yeah, reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reasons. Yeah. Sometimes whenever, there's crappy stuff on there. Sometimes it's really cool stuff. It just depends. Hit or miss. Save your points. Yeah, but, and your points like don't go away as long as you like keep logging in every once in a while. Sick. I need I need to look into that for sure because my office is this is the only room in the house I got to decorate, mm-hmm. and literally it's not even the whole room. It's just two of the walls. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get two walls or any of my stuff. But in a future house, whenever we build one day, we're gonna have like a theater room, and that is a hundred percent mine. Yeah, hundred. I mean, no <laughs> questions asked. That is mine. Like that's get off my awesome. stoop. That's going to be mine. Yeah. I've been wanting to do uh, like a theater setup um, since, I don't know, probably high school. Uh, and then mm. we kind of had one in college. Like I had a like my surround sound and a little mm. projector set up like shooting on a sheet in our living room, in our dorm room. <laughs> uh, but Braxton at his house currently has a pretty sweet movie watching setup in his living room. Oh, nice. Room. He's yeah. got a big projector. A with- projector and then 7.1 <sighs> in the room. It's mm. The problem with this stuff, though, is now that I like have that, now I'm like, okay, but when am I going to build like an actual the, the building over here that's just going to be the theater now? Yeah, like, yeah. like <laughs> that's like just do a basement, perfect it, acoustics. It, it escalates, you know, into <laughs> yeah. The closest we have is we built an event center um, on our property, which is across the street from me, uh, from where our business is based out of. We built a little event center that we rent out. And uh, we use it a lot for personal stuff. And we have a, we, we, we built a giant projector screen that nearly killed us hanging it up. <laughs> and uh, we've got some like big PV speakers like hanging up on the roof. And we're about to put some powered, I think we're going to put two 18 inch powered subs in there. And that's nice. going to be like the ultimate theater place. But the only problem that's is cool. I can never like get the time or get enough people like, hey, I want to like watch Star Wars or like Godzilla or, um, I mean, friggin' and anything over there. It's always like we're just gonna like watching like sports or or, or like my parents want to watch a movie and they pick. It. It's like this. You're wasting the potential here. Like <laughs> yeah. we need to watch the most ridiculous piece of cinema on this it's in like, order to make it like. <laughs> it's like I want to see Shang Chi up there, not John Wayne. I mean, all respect to John Wayne, but like I want right. to see like the like the crazy stuff. You want to put it through the it's 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 test basically. <laughs> yes, and we've not got well. As soon as we get the subs, the first thing I'm doing is I'm probably going to put. Gosh, I don't know. I'm open to suggestions, but I'm thinking about uh, probably Jurassic Park. That, the first that's the I was just going to say it's one. the best one because yeah. when the, the whole T Rex scene is like <sighs> the. It, it's got quiet. It's got the the base of the dinosaur walking, and that just makes it all. Oh, it's so. It's good. got it's got a whole range of frequencies. It's got mm-hmm. the the the, boom, the thud. It's got shattering glass, which is like a super high frequency. It's got the roaring, screaming. It's got it's 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 frequency. The rain. The rain. It's, be. it's raining the whole time. Yeah. 
You remember, oh I gosh. think that's what I showed like you and Christian like, when y'all first came over to my house. I was like, okay, we're going to watch this scene from Jurassic Park. because <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, it is perfection, it's, that scene. So. It's great. I love Jurassic Park. And I also, I know a lot of people don't like Jurassic World uh, for whatever reason. It's fantastic. Because they suck. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, love, I, would, I love World. I would I hate not a kid about the that. Second one. I think if you don't like Jurassic World, you do suck. I mean, that's just my <laughs> opinion. Uh, but the the new trailer for Jurassic World Dominion looks absolutely fantastic. It has the potential to be possibly an awesome movie. The greatest one so far. Yeah, I could say it could easily slide up to number two. It would take a lot for something to beat the original. It's great, yeah. But this, it well, could no, become number like, two on the whole list because it really, because yeah. all the other ones, even Jurassic World, like are a one notch below the original. Like none of them to me have ever like even touched the original. I would say the second one came close as far as like the magic yeah. until they went to San Diego. <laughs> Yes, and you're like okay, yeah. but from there with like the time on the island because it's that awesome. was more that, that that was more based on some stuff that happened in the original Lost World novel. I think don't get me wrong, I've not read it in like I don't know 18 years or something like that. I was reading super above my age and maturity level, so I read some weird <laughs> stuff when I was a kid. It really messed me up. Um, but yeah, but, we're we're excited. I think definitely dude, for uh, I am so unbelievably excited. I mean, I and it's. It's interesting because it kind of has a similar approach to the third Jumanji that is coming out. So where Jumanji was a solo movie and is now a, a trilogy of sorts for this third one, unless they decide they're going to make a fourth one. I don't know why they would. Uh, but you have this thing like the Jumanji game in the new ones where it's contained, much like the dinosaurs are on Isla Nubar. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? He's a Sorna, he's a Nubar. There's five islands. I get him confused. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the, the, I mean, the dinosaurs are contained though. So they're, people are coming to see them on the island. And then the second one, they're still pretty contained until like the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the second Jumanji, it's still in the game until like the like post credit scene. Yes. And then I've now still not both seen of it, those. But if you spoil it, it's my fault. Don't worry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Definitely I'm, watch I'm, them. I'm kidding. They're, Don't worry they're, about it. They're really good. Uh, but like essentially at the end of that one, the game is coming to the real world, much like the dinosaurs are now in the real world in Jurassic World Dominion. And so I just, I don't know. I've seen a parallel for some whatever reason between the two. And I think it's really cool. I'm excited for both movies, but the new Jurassic World trailer, whenever I saw that the other day, I was like, okay, I love the first one, but if this one lives up to what it looks like it might, it might take my top spot it's, in terms of how It's among it my be. most anticipated movies for this year. For sure. I think the Batman is at the top of that list, though. Oh, that's Yeah, that's true. I'm not a We're, Batman fan. Uh, I, I am. I, so <laughs> it's, it's like I, the only DC character I care about. <laughs> I've never really been yeah, a big DC guy in general, but... Uh, I used to, after football games, on the way back, uh, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you've you've heard this story many a time. Uh, We get it. (laughs) But on the way back from football games in college, for whatever reason, while everyone's trying to sleep, they played the Dark Knight like as loud as the speakers would go, it seemed like. And so I would be like half asleep and then there would be crash. And I'm like, 
what the frick is going on here? I was like, did we just have a wreck? Swear to me. (laughs) (laughs) I did that to a random person this year working, and they didn't understand the reference. So it was halfway wasted, but Holly, my wife Holly nearly peed her pants. Swear to me. It It was a customer at the window of one of my food trailers I was working at at the Illinois State Fair in Springfield. And for, so for those of you that don't know, like we need I'm to have you on guy. for an episode to talk about this separately. Cause it, I feel like, like it carnival really stuff. Yes. I could, I mean, my gosh, I could go on and on about crazy <laughs> carnival stories. You could just devote one to like craziest customer. Like I got the cops <sighs> called to me one time because we didn't bring a tilt a world to a fair and they called <laughs> the cops. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so this guy walks up, we're in Springfield, Illinois, and I'm having a long day and I always look for ways to like, kind of blow off. Like you can't snap on a customer, but make jokes with a customer. Do a movie yourself. Do a fake accent. Listen to some good music. And so I'm sitting in there and it's like an hour to closing. So I'm just like, I'm just feeling it. It's like, it's 10 o'clock. I was like, 11 o'clock needs to get here. I'm tired. I got to be up and be out here at nine o'clock the next morning. And this kid walks up with his friend and he's like, Hey, Hey, buy me a drink while you're up there. No, man. No, you owe me money. And like, no, I bought you a drink last time. You bought me a drink? Yeah, yeah, man. I swear to God. And I turned from the window. Swear to me. And they like ran away. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) And they didn't understand. But Holly thought it was pretty funny. We had a girl from Guatemala in there. She was very confused. And I was like, Batman. She's like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Batman is universal language. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. But yeah, no, we definitely need to have you on for another episode to talk about carnival stuff. Because I feel like that would be super, super interesting. I've got stories for for days. Like all I did today, I had such a long day. I had a doctor's appointment and then we went and bought some furniture and then I spent eight hours painting merry-go-round horses and then I jump on on a podcast. (laughs) I spend my days in some really crazy ways and like work, it's easy to burn out even if it's something you love. Like I'm a fifth generation carnival guy and I love it. Like I left, I, I used to coach football. And I knew I was going to do the carnival thing eventually. It just happened to, it, it happened to begin a lot quicker in my life. I thought I was going to go to college, do my own thing for a little while, and then ease my way into the carnival stuff. I literally jumped in overnight while I was still coaching football. Like I was in like in the middle of like I had like an hour break between some classes uh, when I was teaching, and I bought a food trailer like over the phone from a guy in florida like while i was teaching it's like i went in fully overnight because i knew i was gonna do and it just it happened really quick and it's something i'm very passionate about but you can still get burnout and miserable and want to smack someone with a hammer and go postal (laughs) now i'm talking about people that work for me i would never strike an employee or a customer but like i will throw something at somebody (laughs) just like kidding around my my brother. We usually take our anger out on each other because we're brothers. It's okay. And so this is how I don't lose my mind. I blow off my steam doing like podcasts, talking about star Wars, the the YouTube thing with Godzilla, which is going to be very tough to balance while I, cause I travel eight months of the year. So I got to take this whole podcast recording thing, like in a travel trailer. It's very difficult. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult, but I do it. So yeah, I would, I, I, you can have me any time to just get me rolling on carnival stories and it would be, it'd be an interesting episode. I I can (laughs) fill you in. So I'm not related to Ryan, but we're like related through marriage, I guess. Yeah. Through, through, I'm sorry. That's okay. (laughs) 
Yeah, oh, not directly, but I mean, my aunt is your sister-in-law. Is that correct? Yes, that's that's exactly it. <laughs> so it's actually less complicated than I let on, but still. So <laughs> it's like it's like it's like really strange chance or coincidence that we've even made a connection here. And uh, I I've taught her. She thinks it's great. I've taught her and the kids and Paul some like carnival language and some mm-hmm. like phrases to know. Like <gasps> like carnivals. Like we have like our own like secret language about yes. stuff. And I've taught them some things, and you might even be able to spill a few secrets out of me about that. Sadly, I'm not in Tampa, Florida this week because that is the international home for carnival people. Is Tampa, Florida? That's right. There's like that, like there's like that village there, right? It's it's called a Gib Town. And so, have you ever watched the original Dumbo? Yeah, that's where they leave from. Like when the train, Casey's Brothers Circus. Oh, really? or Casey, whatever the circus is when they leave from Florida and it's Tampa Bay. And I think the original it's, it's edited out. It used to say Gibtown on it. Cause that's like where carnivals and circus people, it, they make their homes for the winter there. We call it winter quarters. Basically like what are you doing in the winter? That's like your workshop. And most like the international association or home for that is all in Tampa, Florida. Every state has their own like state association. Like they have a club for carnival people. But the international one is in Tampa, and that's all going on this week. And I'm stuck in Arkansas. I didn't get to go. My brother and my dad are there, but I had to stay and run the workshop. So I'm bitter, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> no, but it was. And then, like last week, um, I was in Texas actually for you three there, um, <laughs> and I didn't. I wasn't on our podcast to talk about the Book of Boba Fett finale. So I'm glad I got to a little bit this week. So that's yeah, been. Yeah. Yeah. That's been great. <laughs> yeah, I, I messaged you on Facebook because I think that's the easiest way I had to contact you at the time. And uh, <laughs> I, I said, hey, uh, how's it going, Drew? Um, would you like to come on the podcast? And then I show up to Malelo's basketball game and Drew's sitting down there. And he's like, <laughs> after the game, he was like, I, you didn't think I was going to get to answer you in person today, did you? <laughs> I drove five hours just to watch some junior high basketball. Oh, I yeah. mean, I'm dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was because it, I, I was taking a nap whenever he messaged me at my in-laws house. And I looked down, I was like, oh, Ryan messaged me like 30 minutes ago. And then I'm getting, getting rushed to the car. So I just shove my phone in my pocket. I forget about it. And all of a sudden he walks in the door. I was like, what are the freaking chances? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are the chances? A, that we even know each other. B, that we'd see each other and that'd be the setup for the podcast thing. So Yeah, it's pretty know, cool. <laughs> the force works in mysterious ways, as they say. Indeed, that it does. <laughs> Do oh, the magic man. hand thing. <laughs> <laughs> do, do the hand. Do the hand thing. That's not how the force works. <laughs> there we go. That I might contributed. be a, Nice. That, that's a top five Han Solo <laughs> moment. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Of like all the dumb, crazy stuff Han's done and then just, that's not how the force works. <laughs> yeah, like the expert on... <laughs> the guy who like used to think it was like hokey, not him believing it. And now he's telling people how it does. Right, the rules. He's an expert. <laughs> I mean, I guess Leia instructed him or like kind of taught him about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. You know, any woman can make you a believer in something, I guess, <laughs> if you're really in, if you're really in the relationship. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. <laughs> so right after the finale, uh, they announced the new uh, Obi-Wan show. Oh, oh my gosh. Are, are, how excited are you for oh. that? Braxton a, literally might lose his I'm gonna, mind. I'm going to lose my mind. Like, I, I gonna, already have. It's it's gone. <laughs> I can't believe that it it exists. That it's going to yeah. come out in a few months, and that I'm going to be able to 
like put it in my brain. I've got two. Uh, I've got two uh, bobbleheads of Obi Wan back here, and well, I did have a Lego version of him. He's gone now, so I don't know what happened to him. So I'm beyond Rip. stoked because it's gonna be <laughs> the greatest creation of mankind. It, emotional damage. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> emotional damage. <laughs> this show is going to wreck me, and I'm I'm anxious for it. Like I'm ready to be you hurt want by it this to destroy show. You. Yeah, be- because the, I mean, Star Wars is. It's space wizards and lasers and explosions and Michael Bay, you know, lens flares. I'm just kidding. We don't have those in Star Wars and <laughs> Jedi samurai wizards and crazy old men doing screeching and jump around with a lightsaber. Yep. And Star Wars is everything. But it's also there's this emotional depth to yep. Star Wars. And tragedy. Full Tra- of yes, tragedy. Tragedy. I mean, it's a space opera. And, you know, tragedy is the root of an opera. Well, not all operas, but. Whatever, I'm not. Do you ever hear tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? I have a keyboard shortcut for Darth Plagueis the Wise to send it to people randomly. That's beautiful. As as well as don't lecture me, Obi Wan, and that whole spill. I have those as keyboard shortcuts, and I send them to people randomly. Do you do you want proof of this? No, but I want to make a shortcut on my own computer. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm fine with proof. I, I want to see it. I kind of want to see it. Yeah. You got your phone with your own? Watch yeah. this. That's amazing. Okay. I'm just now opening Facebook Messenger. Clearing a message. Not <laughs> <laughs> a story the Jedi would tell you. Boom. <laughs> Two more shortcuts. <laughs> I see through the lies of the Jedi. You're going you're gonna to go back to your phone one day and be like, what? <laughs> Why is the only message I have from Drew? Oh Darth Plinkus the Wise. <laughs> there is emotional depth to Star Wars, and there's a connection to it that the fans have. Yeah. And I think the Obi-Wan series is going to get us with that more than any Star Wars project they've ever done. I personally. Think so too. Now, like I've I've basically shed tea I I get shed a tear in basically any Star Wars movie. I can be emotionally connected. It's like, okay, so I had a song from Star Wars in my wedding. Do you know nice. the convincing and groveling and <laughs> manipulation <laughs> I had to do to get that? Wait, what I was did. it? Okay, so Attack of the Clones, the, Across Aww. the Stars, the love theme. You know, Bye that man. one. Because it's very beautiful. It's awesome. It's like, you don't know it's Star Wars, but if you hear it, you're like, oh, that's definitely Star Wars. It was very beautiful. We had yeah. that in the wedding ceremony. Actually, I don't know how I pulled it off, but that's amazing. That's awesome. I did it. I had to compromise on some other things, but it was totally worth it, worth it because John Williams and the London Symphony Orchestra <laughs> across the stars is on our wedding program, which is in my living room. I can say, look, yes, there's the proof. See, it, I always uh, wanted when you when you're done and you're walking out to play the throne room song from from, uh, from A New Hope. Yes, the when middle ceremony. Walking back. Yeah, I tried to get that and it was shut down. So I had to compromise for and I had to I had to like play it for my mom because she does not like Star Wars mm-hmm. and <sighs> she helped plan our wedding. And Holly wasn't into Star Wars until we got together. And then she watched Attack of the Clones with me. She's like she's like she was doing like the Leo thing, like po- pointing at the screen <laughs> like, hey, that's the song. <laughs> it <was very> sweet. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. So Great. never give up on your dreams, you listeners out there that are yep. hopeless Star Wars romantics. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
Don't give up on your dreams. Do we do but, we know yet what the Obi Wan show is going to be about? No. I mean, they haven't put out a trailer or anything yet that I've I don't seen. Even want one. I just I, I don't want to watch it either. To be honest, I probably will because I can't control myself. Me neither. I can with other things, but with this, I probably won't be able I mean, to. I don't necessarily need one. I just is there a certain mm. direction that we are thinking that well, they may take? The, or? the assumption, and hopefully it's a correct assumption, um, is it's just going to be a for the most part. Broadly, it's about him watching over Luke on Tatooine, questioning Luke. Luke as a kid, probably maybe when he's like what nine I've, or ten what or I've something. Heard is ten years after Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. ten years before A New Hope, right? Which is the perfect timing, right in between. Yeah, and it'll be sort of about that. Probably not like a ton about Luke, more about. What I hope it is is sort of more about Obi-Wan's personal conflict and trying to be like, I can't really interact or help with anyone because I'll expose myself, but I have to try and be a good Jedi and a good person. And Let's then not if- forget he has he has an assignment from Master Yoda while he's on Tatooine. Yeah, if they don't and- put that in there, that's the only thing that will make me disappointed. Listen, if this man... It's not a force ghost in the show. Yes. I That's what cry. I and if he does show up, I will also cry. Right. Yeah. Like so in the end of episode three, he's like Yoda basically says Qui-Gon. Um, yeah, yes. He says it the most dumbfounded way possible. Qui-Gon. Training for you on Tatooine I have. Your old master. Qui-Gon. It's like, yeah, that's his name. No. But yeah, that, that that definitely has to be in there. And of course, the thing that blew my mind was in that little, the only thing they've put out, which is a big deal, that little like making of teaser, where you and McGregor casually goes, yeah, me and Hayden might have another fling at it. And you're like, what? What? Excuse me? <laughs> Just casually? <laughs> like, yeah, we might go have a little fling <laughs> It's like the most British thing I've ever heard. <laughs> have, have I know there's going to be Inquisitors in the show. Uh, yeah, and that that works too. That, yeah, like um, it's it's possible you could see, um, like different bounty hunters. Maybe I I, I doubt that, but I know there's a comic run where um Obi Wan fights Black Kersantan, and like that's why mm-hmm. he has that big scar on his eye. That's from Obi Wan. <laughs> Amazing. Ooh. I don't think that would happen. It's just kind of coincidence. Like, oh, they just introduced Chrysanthemum and Book of Boba Fett. So if he pops up in Obi-Wan, people might be less confused. But I doubt that because, like I said, cameo fest, avoid. We just want it to be a good story. Exactly. And exactly. What, what and, I want and to I happen, think it will be. I'm very I, I confident in it. I don't know if it will, but like Qui-Gon's appearance could be literally like the last 45 seconds of the show. And I would consider it a massive success. Yes. Like yeah. Obi-Wan is questioning everything. He's having these flash. Cause I think that I know there's going to be flashbacks. Yes. Like I know that for a fact and he's going to be questioning everything. And he's going to be like at rock bottom. Yes. And all of a sudden, yeah, I want drunk the, Obi-Wan. I want yes. like <laughs> crawl in a bottle, like hermit. <laughs> Well, I mean, not for like the whole show, but no, maybe but like the first at the episode. Beginning, yes. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> hilarious. We need hungover Kenobi. Yes, and then like he's sitting there and he's um, just like because I, I want to see him do the training where he's trying to establish a connection with Qui Gon and he's like failing. Yes. and then like literally the last two minutes of the show, that's all I need. Is all of a sudden he's at rock bottom and it's like, 
master, I, I have failed. I have failed you. I won't be able to, I won't be able to help Luke. And, uh, I don't know. And he's like, like, your first determined, your focus determines your reality. And then Liam Neeson releases the Kraken. Yeah. <laughs> I have a very particular set of skills. Oh, wait, wrong. Uh, <laughs> like, I want to see, I want to just, I, I need to see that. But that's just me. That's like the only expectation for the show I have or prediction is that I want to see Obi-Wan commune with Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. That's, that's all I need. Other than that, yeah. whatever else they give me, I'm going to be super happy with. Yeah. Like, and, and deep down... Hay- Hayden Christensen's coming back. I know, and that's what I'm saying. Having yeah. both of them be in it, deep down, like it fulfills such like an eight-year-old... like Yeah, yeah. Yes. I don't know. There's, <laughs> it's just so... I, think the I fact, never thought I would see this ever, and now it's actually happening. The fact that we all grew up with the prequels yeah. make them yeah. that much more ingrained in yes. us. Because, you know, looking back at how the prequels were received by... You know, adults, whenever they came out, it's kind of mixed reviews and, you know, people always hated Jar Jar, but I've never really had that big of a problem with all the things that they said were, were problems, if that right, right. makes sense. Um, people like to make problems. Right. Exactly. They don't even I, exist. I, I love the prequels and the fact that they're bringing back all these actors for this series, uh, especially the main two, right. you know, so I'm... I'm super excited for this Kenobi series. Could they have just made this animated and tied it in with Rebels and this and yada yada? Sure, yeah, they could have given us good backstory, and they kind of did with uh, with Maul and, and Obi Wan and Rebels. That was cool, but yes. they're bringing back the actors. Oh, they're doing a whole story, and and you it's, know, to them in the back right. of their mind, they're like, "I get another chance," because you know I, they I feel the same it, for even if they we, weren't sure about working with Lucas or they didn't weren't fully satisfied with the end result. They're like, I get to go back and like play. Yeah. Are, are we allowed I, to I, talk about Spider Man yet? Uh, yes, we already <laughs> we already talked about it. Um, I mean, but the fact that not only are these shows bringing people back, and I think it's super cool that the actors are totally down for it. I mean, much like yes. in in Spider Man No Way Home, with you know all three Spider Men coming back and uh, being freaking awesome on screen all at the same time. Um, just I, the I fact. Cried I mean, four times that movie. I mean, even I in you. even in the 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 last three of the main series Star Wars movies, like bringing people back, and then in the shows they're bringing people back, and like it's just so cool that not only are they thinking about doing that, but that the actors are like, yeah, that sounds freaking awesome. I would love yes, to do exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. If any two people deserved a second chance for the fandom. That were improperly received on the planet. It's it's Hayden Christensen and Andrew Garfield. Yeah, that's if, any, if yeah. any two people freaking that's deserve so it. True. I love Andrew Garfield. I don't know if you've <laughs> seen so Tick Tick Boom. It's on my list to watch, dude. He is. I just put it there. I've watched it uh, four times. I could have easily by now watched it fifty times. I'm trying to restrain myself so I don't wear it out. <laughs> um, I listen to the soundtrack multiple times a day, every day. Uh, but it is it is quickly become one of my favorite movies probably ever and Andrew Garfield really? is phenomenal in that role as Jonathan Larson but uh, dude I, him coming back was fantastic and being able to redeem himself on that giant catch where he oh. catches Zendaya was so good um, just there there have been so and it's not even like oh we're bringing him back you guys should be excited it's like no that novelty lasts for like 
yeah. the minute when he's in the first scene. And yeah. then you're immediately, he's in the story. It's serving mm-hmm. his movies. It's serving the movie you're currently watching. And it all yeah. just gels perfectly. Yeah, they're doing such a great job about not only bringing these characters back and saying, yeah, we know that you loved them before. Now you're going to love them, them again. There. But there's, there is a point for them to be there. And not only is there a point for them to be there, but they are very much meshed into the story. And um, continuing their own. Yeah. Not only are they just there to like, especially in Spider-Man, like they're there to mentor Tom Holland is essentially how it yeah. goes. Uh, but they also like have redeeming arcs for their own stories. And um, you find out like about uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and where he's at in life now that he's older. And like they basically took him from where he was in his universe at the time of the last Spider-Man and said, okay, well, here's like a little bit of where he's at. And if there was another like original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man today, and it's not like, oh, well, he's coming in like right at the end of the third movie or whatever. It's like there's significant time that has passed in between the movies that he was in and this movie, just like there is in our world. It's not one of those like nonlinear kind of things where it's like, oh, these are all happening at the simultaneously in these different <laughs> universes for the multiverse. That, that drives me nuts when they do that. Speaking of the last Spider-Man, can you imagine what if they did the last Spider-Man, but it's like the last Jedi where Tobey Maguire's in hiding and Miles Morales <laughs> seeks him out for training oh my God. and he doesn't want to. And he's a grouchy old man that redeems himself wonderfully, <laughs> if I must add. But it's well, like it, the last Jedi, but Spider-Man. <laughs> when yeah, you said the last Miles Morales like, is um, the, the animated one, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, I feel like they teased that being a live action when... Uh, there's got to be a black Spider-Man yeah, somewhere. There's got to be a black Spider-Man somewhere. <laughs> and so Andrew you know that, apologizes for not being... Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I'm not black. Yeah, but I mean, that, that I feel like definitely sets up for him to have a live action and not just be this, which the cartoon, I haven't actually watched it, but I've heard it was phenomenal. Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. It is so friggin' good. Um, have you ever watched a new girl? Uh, I've seen a little bit of it, but I haven't actually sat down and watched all of it yet. So like the main guy from that, who was hilarious, Jake Johnson, he plays one of the Peter Parkers mm-hmm. and he's like hung over, like retired beer belly Spider-Man. And it's phenomenal. I mean, Nick Cage is in it. What? That's all you have to, you didn't know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know Cage that. He's one of the Spider-Men <laughs> and so is John Mulaney, who is like one of the funniest so I don't know if you if you are like <laughs> super familiar with all of our uh, shenanigans here on the podcast, but Nick Cage is essentially the podcast's Lord and Savior. Um, we actually have a, a segment that we do oh where he God. gives us an update on National Treasure 3, uh, which was going strong for a little bit. But since he's been MIA and the missions that he tells us about when he calls in are off the charts wild. Like last never time. never really related to Spider-Man 3. It always, yeah. I mean, last Spider-Man 3. <laughs> he was, he was in space. The last time he was in space and they shined a light to the White House and he, I, something happened. Do I don't remember, remember this. Because <laughs> I listened to it five times, dude. It's oh yeah. Hilarious. Because, <laughs> because spoilers, I edit all of them. But spoilers, the irony is you remember it, but 
<laughs> Nick Cage I, doesn't. Me. I love I spread Nick it Cage. out off the top of my head. Yeah. And then you listen to it and have to remember all the BS that I just like spewed. So I actually, I think I have a clip of that that I Wait, put but, somewhere. With the video now, how? Huh? Oh, I, it'll oh, work. Wait, wait, wait. Are we going to do a clutch cargo thing where it's just. <laughs> we could. Oh. I could also just throw him up on the screen in like a meme, like whatever he's doing. Or we could just get a so gift like of him on the space like station. <laughs> I could have like I could have like, like put him in space. I mean, there's a number of things that could go down with this segment, but uh, I do. I have a clip somewhere from it that was the like, almost the entire last one because I I took it and like bumped up the mids and the EQ so it sounded like you were coming through a phone. Dude, it sounded <laughs> and it's, so good. It's hilarious. <laughs> it sounded so good. I'm trying to remember where this is. I, I like, love Nick Because we were at your house whenever we did that recording. Yeah. And I think I'm the one who actually brought up uh, Nick Cage for whatever reason. And then um, it just like went from there. But um, whenever I listened to... <laughs> the actual recording. Yeah. Ryan, Are you a fan Ryan of National Treasure? Yes. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen the Nick Cage movie Vampire's Kiss? No, I haven't. <laughs> At some point, I, I'm going. I plan to watch all of his filmography. It's one of the most bonkers movies of. Do you know the plot of it? I, I know some of it. Yeah. He hooks up with a lady, lady of the night. Maybe I don't remember. And well, if she's a vampire. I mean. Yeah, and he goes nuts and like thinks he's a vampire, and it's absolutely. There's some famous. Just, it's some of the famous meme pictures come from that. Yes, film. <laughs> and then he counts. He 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 like recites the ABCs, and he's screaming, and he's like A B C D E F G. He's like he does the most like insane, <laughs> most Nick Cage way. And then by the time he gets to the end of it, he's like W X Y Z. He's like screaming at this lady. It's absolutely incredible. I'm really excited about the movie with him and Pedro Pascal, where he's playing a satirized version of himself. What? It's called the the what is it? It's something like the unbearable weight of being famous, and it's Nick Cage playing a, a you know a fake funny version of himself, and Pedro oh. Pascal is like a super fan who hires him to go to his party. And it's it's either going to be amazing and successful at what it's trying to do, or it's going to be an awful failure. And There's either way, it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. There's going to be memes regardless for that. Absolutely. That's going to be insane. That's coming out soon, I think. No, Sooner I really do love National Treasure. And I, I actually visited D.C. not long <laughs> after the first one came out. Yeah. And so I was like walking around like I was like looking for like, secret messages and things like that. It was, I was in like ninth grade. So I was super looking for the sensor on the declaration of independence. And yeah, I'm going <laughs> to steal the declaration of independence. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I went there, I was like, Hey, is that possible? And they're like, no, it's not possible to steal. I was like, sure. It's not buddy. <laughs> Unless there's a gala and they take it down to the preservation room. And then, <laughs> and then you, uh, so what's the lady's name that's in that movie? That's like the, She's like a German know. lady. Uh, no, the, the, the ends up becoming the girlfriend. I don't remember. And then you watch the movie Troy and she's in that movie. And I like, oh, I watch those back to back. I never made that connection. Yeah. You've never seen Troy. Well, I, I have, but I never, I never made the connection between yeah. those being, that's the same actress. Uh-huh. I never, yeah, it's the I same actress. So that. I accidentally watched those back to back and it was like, 
complete paradigm shift. It was just like, it just threw me for a loop <laughs> because I watched the director's cut where there is nudity. I was like, whoa, she wasn't naked with Nicolas Cage. If you right. were like, What's going on here? And then of but course, the director's cut of National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas Cage is naked. <laughs> That's probably true. You know what I mean? He probably was like, all right, so this, I'm telling you, I have to be I, naked. Whenever I jump off of this <laughs> aircraft pres- pres- carrier. To preserve. To- oh, yeah. yeah. Or when, he jet, when he jumps to the water, he, he strips off his clothes and then like dives. We must preserve the spirit of the Navajo that walked here before us. Oh, my God. <laughs> that clip no, but was Nick- from the night we did trivia, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. That was. You do need to watch Into the Spider-Verse because there's a second one coming and it's really, really good. And Nick Cage plays a black and white, like 1930s version of Spider-Man called like Spider-Man Noir. Guy. Gotcha. <laughs> it's really incredible. <laughs> Very creative. Wherever I go, the wind follows and the wind smells like rain. <laughs> Is that Says a line in the... <laughs> yeah. No, no, what it means. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. I watched it just I, like I a week I or two ago. This. Let me let me I think see. You it. found it. I think I found it. Let me see. <sighs> I really want to hear it or something. I have no idea. Six for six. Oh, highest point in Texas. Boom, boom. <laughs> and one. Oh, oh, no, oh no, no, no. Wait, you gotta hear the theme. Oh, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> he made this theme, and it's so good. Oh. Sir, there is no National Treasure 3. <laughs> That's what you think there will be. The script is on the back of the Declaration of Independence. You can hear this right, Drew. Yeah. Page 47. Just have a look at that. Nicholas Cage. The floor is yours. This is so ridiculous. I can't believe that we do this. Hello. This is Nicholas Cage coming to you from the International Space Station. That's right. I snuck aboard the Blue Horizon ship. I think that's what it was called. I'm not really sure. I snuck aboard in order to hatch my final plan. I brought along a very small hand mirror that I would use to redirect the sun down, not to Death Valley, but to Washington, D.C. The light will shine through the window. And let- <laughs> I just can't help it. I'm just running out of air. <laughs> I said, I stood out the leak. I'm running out of air. I'll never get to find the Declaration of Independence! Sandra Bullock! What did, what did I even say? Anyway, that's basically I, it. I but. spoke those words and I have no idea now what I was saying. I don't even know what the top, how you got I on think that. I said, Clooney. You did. I was like, but why? Did you, you said. Oh, wait, gravity. Sandra, gravity. You said Sandra Bullock. Clooney. Oh my oh, gosh. The dumbest. Oh. I need to steal that idea, but it's oh. like we're 
John Travolta calls and he's like, Hey guys, how's it going today? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, kidding. No, no John Travolta. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I don't even remember how we got on that. I think you, I think we were doing a podcast one night and you like called in like randomly. Yeah. From like our, from like you, you like left the room and I get a random phone call yeah. And I'm like, hello. And you're like, hello. <laughs> over the, when you put over the like speaker sounding phone, it makes it sound so real that it's like him. Yeah. It takes away any sort of like, uh, like middling doesn't quite sound like it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's so that ridiculous. Is, that, that is entertainment right there. That yeah. really is. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I laughed as hard tonight as I did the night that we did that. Yep. I start crying again. Yeah, you, yeah. I always. I start. love making you cry with <laughs> laughter. Yeah. No, I mean we're sitting there and I am dying laughing, and Braxton is trying to keep a straight face and starts laughing. <laughs> and I do for and so Christian long, but says, then my lip starts like. Christian says his suit has a leak, and you're like, <laughs> me like <laughs> my suit, my suit has a leak. I'm running out of air. <laughs> and There's that's a plot called twist improv. Coming. <laughs> oh man. I don't even remember how we got on that topic for I don't the know. space station and a mirror and but it was so funny. And almost every one of them are like that. Much and I I think I laughed almost as hard that night as I do when we do our weird dreams calling episodes. Mm-hmm. Cause they are they are a work of art from the people that we have call in. Oh my gosh. I, I, I work for two months of the year in Kentucky. So I can only imagine like the Collins, you said you had a, a regular from there. Uh, well, <laughs> I think it's a character that someone is playing when they call in. But yes, his name is Clyde Evergreen and he's from Danville, Kentucky. Oh my gosh. And it's, it is fantastic. Wow. I, speaking of dreams, I have three, I've not had one in a while, you know, knock on wood, fingers crossed, but I have not a recurring dream, but a recurring theme. There's three of them. Mm-hmm. So number one is, a variation of Jurassic Park survival and escape. And it's hold on. What um, happens in this dream? Because I've had a dream. Wait, 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 wait. He has I, to talk to us on the dreams episode. Though. I know, but <laughs> I had a dream theme. when I was little where I got chased by a T-Rex mm-hmm. and Christian also had a dream when he was little where he got chased by a T-Rex. Oh my gosh. And we talked about them and I was like, this is crazy that we've had this same like T-Rex dream. So mine's always like, there's a T-Rex, but it's like a movie. It's like a new Jurassic Park movie, but I'm like one of the main or like supporting characters. Like, yeah. I guess you would consider me like the Vince Vaughn. I knew you were about like to say that. How did I know yeah. you were going to say I'm like Vince Vaughn? Because Vince Vaughn is so incredible in that movie. Because he's in it. He's like, oh yeah, he's in it. What is he doing? <laughs> he's Vince Vaughn. He's basically plays himself in the movie. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, so that that's dream one. So it's like a new Jurassic Park movie, but I'm in it. Number two is like a Godzilla scenario where I'm in a city and Godzilla attacks and I help lead like rescue and defense efforts because like I said, I'm a Godzilla fanatic. Hold on. I'm going to disturb you all real quick. Godzilla collectibles are super expensive, right? Yeah. This is the only one I have, but the problem is he's very derpy. So <laughs> doesn't that make it more special? <laughs> that's, oh, I love that. Oh, that's so great. Oh, so, so, so like, he looks cool. Well, that one's kind of weird, but this one, he's totally cool from the side here. The profile is perfect. Yeah. And then you look at him from the front and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I think his eyes are modeled after me. I don't know. 
that that's from 1967. That was God, King Kong versus Godzilla. That's the model this one's from. It's one of my favorite Very cool. Godzilla suit designs. So that's always a recurring dream. And then the third one is these are the weird ones. <laughs> it's like the apocalypse, and I'm one of the people tasked with like rebuilding and like leading the new world and like repopulating the earth and stuff like that. Weird. Weird, yeah. weird. They're all they're all very uh, you know yeah. dangerous scenarios where you have to yeah they're help all very solve a problem yeah. So I don't know what they mean, but that, and it's it's always the same theme. I've not had one in a while. I might even have one tonight, but it's always that theme, but it's like a different scenario. It's, it's very it's very strange though. Well, if you would what? like to call in for the weird dreams episode, you're more than welcome to. We always have people ask us to interpret their dreams, even though. <laughs> And we are experts. We are not dream experts, but I mean, I, I Do guess you want we, a fake I guess dream expert be. on your show. <laughs> I mean, I guess we Ooh. could be the dream experts. I mean, I can do the fake. Like, it would be fun to have like, like a fake, like psychic type character. I am, <laughs> I am Cleo, and I am here. Yes, to interpret all of your dreams. <laughs> if, if you ever listen to the audio I, I, for the High Republic novels, uh, I've been listening to the audiobook, and Martian Rowe is like one of the villains. Is his name, and that's the way that. He talks in the novels. It's like William Shatner. Yeah. It's really strange. <laughs> Where are we going? That's amazing. Wow. The the flight navigating computers are not programmed yet for the Nihil fleet. And he talks like that. So that could totally be Cleo, the dream interpreter. Yeah. Just, I mean, I'm all about hustling some people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Wait, wait. That's going to like promote the carny stereotype. Right. But whatever. <laughs> Did you ever listen? Did you ever read like Hank the Cowdog back in the day? Uh, if I did, I don't have many memories of okay. it. Other well, than during COVID, I think it was Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, I, I can't stand that show. It freaks <laughs> me the crap out. It, it is weird. It's super weird. I'll go get me mallet. <laughs> but uh, during during all the COVID stuff, um, they had Matthew McConaughey read Hank the Cowdog and like really did a good job producing it and stuff as a podcast. So it's free out there for anybody to listen to. And it's, it's very entertaining because I like the entire time I was listening to it, I was like, this is, this is awesome. Like, this is what I would have liked to have listened to mm, when I was a, was kid. a kid because like I would, I would get my grandparents to go to the library and get Hank the cow dog. And so on road trips, that, that is what we would listen to most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was like Hank the cow dog audio books. And like, like on, they were on cassette tapes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were, they were pretty well done too. Yeah. But having Matthew McConaughey read them was, was pretty cool. There's only one thing I can say to that. All right. All right. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the only non Texan that y'all have allowed to say that on the mm. podcast. Let the record show. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but what would you do if like if he did what would you do if like hank hill called into your show or something like that oh my god i would love that, that would be more really of cool. a i used to do a mean christopher walken impersonation oh. it's been a while though so diversified talents in the same year that i was football team captain my senior year i was also a drama club president so you gotta be able to do both. It's all yeah, about so yeah. it's like, yeah. I painted Mary Ground horse all day. Now I'm on a Star Wars podcast. Yes. Showing off weird derpy Godzillas. It's I'm a true Renaissance man, I'll call yes. myself that. <laughs> oh no, that, that's uh, I, I might need to call in and give you more details on some of the uh the crazy dreams. Yeah, that would be sweet. Oh my god. 
That would be super cool. One yeah. of them is a little PG-13, though, that, That's that happened. It was like a there, there was a death that involved like the following scenario. <laughs> it was. Oh, dang. It was bad. Yeah, well, we've had some weird ones. Yeah. Oh, I'm no. absolutely sure. I of think that. when we started, we were trying to make this an educational podcast somewhat, and we're trying to keep it clean so anybody could watch it. But at this point, I really don't give a crap. <laughs> like, I mean, There's if a- you go if you go and look at all of the top podcasts on the top charts, every one of them is explicit, including especially Joe Rogan. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's cussing. Well, and like a lot of them are marked as explicit just because of just because they go. Even if in that particular episode there's nothing explicit, there's probably yeah. going to be in the next one, and then it just mm-hmm. it covers up. Yeah, them. but have you ever tried DMT? And <laughs> <laughs> that the Joe Rogan thing it was jokes about. Uh, that's a meme. I think so. Yeah, you need to eat elk meat. <laughs> elk meat is one thing. So I don't know if if you uh, got any of the Joe Rogan ads on YouTube right after Spotify like bought exclusive rights for his podcast. But that was one that they had, like, Spotify had cut together from his podcast. It was him talking about elk meat. And so he would, I I think it started with, like, have you tried elk before? And then he was like, elk, 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 elk meat. Dude, I had some elk the other day. Best meat ever. And it's just like, (laughs) elk meat. it's like, yeah, it's like a 15 or 20 second, maybe even 30 second ad that was just him talking about elk meat. Sponsored by Big Elk. And I'm pretty sure you could just go pull it up on YouTube right now. I'm going to go find it. Yeah. Here in a little bit. I'm going to go find it for sure. Yeah. But they put like a bunch of random, hilarious ones that he talks about, like random stuff like that all the time and cut them together and like put them in ads and distributed them on YouTube as if I needed to know that Joe Rogan was moving to Spotify. Like I didn't already know that. <laughs> wow. That is, that is incredible. There's a, yeah. there's a whole topic for another day. The whole Spotify thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite thing has been like all the fake bands from like movies, like Breaking News. So and so was pulling the music from Spotify. I was like, ah, those never got old. Yep. Yeah. There was a Sling Blade one, even. <laughs> About uh, Doyle's. Yeah, yeah. Because Doyle, I didn't catch it at first. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, <laughs> I was like it, it went right over my head. It had been a while. Oh, Dang. yeah. Those were, those were good. That's awesome. Well, I guess. Uh, yeah, so, so shout out. Um, the name of your uh, your podcast and all the stuff you do again, I guess, if you want. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Close uh, out. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a co-host of a certain point of view, a Star Wars podcast, and uh, we're on, you know, like podcast, like the Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify. Uh, we have a Twitter page, Facebook discussion group, and uh, we live stream. We've been live streaming a lot of our recordings, and those are on YouTube. So. You can find us, and I think we're on Instagram too. We're all, we're all over the place, and uh, so I'm a, I'm a co-host there. I was just a huge fan that eventually was a guest, and then eventually was an admin of the group, and then like a full time co-host. So mm. I just kind of worked my way up. Right. <laughs> but I was like Sounds a super fan. I was like one of so like, similar to my story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. Have you ever seen the movie uh, uh, That Thing You Do? Yes, with like Steve, Steve Zahn, who was like one of the funniest humans ever. He's so funny. And, he was like, I think that's our fan. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, apparently that, that guy. was me. <laughs> apparently that was me for the podcast at first. I was like, I was like writing in comments every week and like being super involved, like inviting people. And I was like, Hey, that's our fan. There's Drew. <laughs> Again. That's great. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, on YouTube, uh, it's my recent, my most recent project that I'm very excited for. Um, it is called monster Island lore seeker. Um, and we talk about, Big monsters and Godzilla. 
it's mainly limited to Godzilla, but like we do like other Godzilla monsters and I'm going to end up coming, covering like Pacific Rim stuff. Right. Uh, all the adjacent sort of. Yeah. Like any big monsters. I mean, anything like that. Um, there's a comic book. It's going to be like a graphic novel coming out pretty soon. I think it's a mighty Morphin power Rangers, Godzilla crossover. Oh, and I'm going to go cool. nuts with, I'm going to go nuts with content for that. Um, we just like, we're sitting at like 49 subscribers. We're, we're pretty new. We don't beg people to like, comment, subscribe. We just kind of put it out there, and it's a lot of fun. But we did have a video hit the algorithm, like the mysterious algorithm of YouTube, yeah. and get like 1,400 views or 1,300 views, something like that. So that was cool. Which, which and, one was uh, It also helps that you guys are posting shorts. Those are much more viral yeah. than a normal YouTube video. It's all about the shorts. We only have – well, we do have a long-format video coming out this week. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, but it was, uh, it was about the Shinomura, which I always like butcher the Japanese pronunciation of these names. It was a monster that Godzilla fought in the prequel graphic novel for the 2014 Godzilla movie. And right, so like, right. we, did, we did a video on that because it was pretty lesser known. That was the one that hit the algorithm, so that was pretty cool. But we've covered like uh, – like right now I'm starting a series on like the American Godzilla from 1998 that was like super controversial. Yes. And yeah. like Toho had like – Toho had a brutal response to that. Like if they got the license back for Godzilla, put that character in a movie, and Godzilla killed – they, they called him Zilla afterwards, not because a producer said that monster took the god out of Godzilla. He's only Zilla. From <laughs> oh and so like they put him in a fight against the real Godzilla and he killed him in like 10 seconds. And it was just like no contest. It was brutal. <laughs> but then they went back and they've actually used him in like future projects. They've been cool about it, but they straight beefed on them when mm. it first happened. They weren't very happy. So we're doing a series on that. Uh, and there's a lot of short. content there. They're like, yeah. you know this, of course, but there's, Literally years so much, on years on years of. I mean, Godzilla is that's nineteen fifty four to now. I've got so so much to do uh, on that one. So that one's a. Uh, it's really. I wouldn't say it's like my passion project because I'm super passionate about the project. But I'm just a co-host there. So like for Monster Island, I write all the scripts. I do the research, and I do. I've only not narrated like three videos, but I narrate nearly every video, and then my friend the lore seeker himself, he does all the editing and like production and puts it out nice, there and stuff nice. like that. So, uh, yeah, monster Island lore seeker. That's a good one. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Even if you don't know stuff that that's what some people tell me, like, I heard you doing a YouTube channel. I just don't know anything about Godzilla. I was like, it's a 45 second video for to learn about Godzilla. Cause it's all shorts mm-hmm. except for we did like a trailer, like teasing the channel and then I have one home coming hopefully this week or the next week. That's like going to be a four minute roughly video. So right, more the traditional. Yeah. But yeah. it's all about the shorts right now. <laughs> Very cool. So yeah, no, I appreciate you letting me shout those out. So yeah, of just, course. I just hope people enjoy it. I mean, I like, I like subscribers. I like people that like videos and comment and stuff like that and subscribe, but if people are watching them and learning and having a good time. I guess that makes me happy. So. I'm cool with yeah, it for sure. Yeah. I think it's more about you having a good time than whether or not. Cause I mean, I, I know when a lot of the really big YouTubers talk about uh, like their channels and the size of it and stuff, when they get asked about that, most of them are like, yeah, I mean, I just posted videos because I enjoyed posting them. Like I think Mr. Beast posted like a hundred videos or something, maybe more than that before mm-hmm. he ever even got past a thousand subscribers or something like that. So, I mean, I like Mr. Beast. I don't care what people say. I like him. Oh yeah. 
No, Mr. Beast. I think Star Wars theory is a Mr. Beast is awesome. <laughs> but I, I mean, he wouldn't be where he is today if he didn't enjoy what he was doing. So as long as as long as you're enjoying it and yeah. the people are enjoying it, then it's good for both parties. My friend, the the lore seeker. I, know, I mean, I know his real name. I don't want to say it on the channel. The lore seeker, as I call him. Um, he only started his channel like two or three years ago. And I was one of his first 100 subscribers. Now he's about to hit 17. Like he's got 20,000 in mind, like very soon because yeah. Star Wars content's moving kind of slow right now. But it's like, you know, something big would happen and Boba Fett, he'd make a video about that and it kind of increase and stuff like that. Um, so that, that'd be really good. But as soon as Kenobi drops and some other things at his channel, I mean, he's going to hit 20,000 subs a lot. Cause I mean, I think he only hit 10, like in September, like last September. So he's oh, yeah. moving quick. Yeah. And he just, he was the same one. He has so many videos way back on his channel. It's like 20 of you, something like that. And then he's got some, he's got a cut. I think he's got one that's hit a million at least or something like that. He's that's had awesome. a few algorithm videos. So he just, he's had, he has a good time doing it. It's like yeah. the most weird things you've like never even thought about in Star Wars. He How has they a took video took blood and put it in General Grievous. Yeah, he's, he's got, <laughs> I think he has like three or four Grievous videos and stuff like that. He's got the most insane stuff. He does like, <laughs> He did a chronology, like, like of like, it's like some legend, some canon mix of like chronology of like everything, and then the old republic, and then this, mm -hmm. and he did like a full chronology timeline all the way up through like, like Rise of Skywalker. He's got a full series on it. It's really cool. But what's got him big is five quick facts. Right. Yeah. That's like his like signature that. thing. Five quick facts about Captain Rex, Asajj Ventress, mm -hmm. Cad Bane, Boba Fett. All this stuff. So I've I've now started doing that on the on Monster Island. So our first one was five quick facts about the 1998 Godzilla that everybody hates so much, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is actually a total comfort movie, by the way, because it is fun. Aren't, aren't they always? The <laughs> it's like oh. I don't love Transformers too, but if you put it on right now, I'm gonna have a good time. <laughs> oh yeah, I love seeing the the crane, you know, balls. <laughs> That's the I only thing. That's the only thing I think about that movie is that <laughs> that and the old jet robot farting. <laughs> it's like Michael Bay. How did you not know? Because the first one was so good. Yeah. I thought. But the second one went bad. I mean, it was no, just they. They like, really, oh. they really pushed it on. What's funny what? is you'd think I'd be joking, but no, both of those things happened in the movie. That. I forgot about. But that. apparently, it left an impression <laughs> on me. I was like. <laughs> And it's like the two, I don't even remember who they were. It's like two Transformers were like basically like the Ninja Turtles in the movie. And they're like, they're like cussing up a storm the whole time. I was like, that's so yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like weird what they threw into the second one. And then the third one was, a little, I guess, a little more balanced. And, and then know, they just got more and more ridiculous. Yeah. Hey man, all I know is that there's aliens or Transformers on the dark side of the moon. And in the Hoover Dam. And Pink Floyd. <laughs> And oh, sorry. there's a secret map on the back of the declaration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if How a man can't Cage see, he can't Transformers. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Why is Nick Cage not in Transformers? I mean, John Voigt was in Transformers and he was Nick Cage's his father dad. in National Treasure. I mean, <laughs> and he's Angelina Jolie's father in real life. How? I still don't know because he looks like a bag of potatoes and she's like a goddess. I don't really understand. Yeah. Well, the he, same with, it, same it, with Liv. Here's what it is. That they both are consistent. He's looked like that for 50 years. Yes. And she has too. <laughs> First movie I ever saw 
um, first movie I ever saw, um, John Boyd was Varsity Blues. And mm-hmm. then, like, he looks the same now. It's incredible. Yes. <laughs> wow. And you know what movie Angelina Jolie is in with Nick Cage? Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> Love that movie. And now Lowrider is stuck in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what's the thing he does? He's like, hold oh, let's on, go. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> God, I love Nick Cage. Oh my goodness. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I, do we have any other things that we would like to get off our chest about Boba Fett before oh, we end yeah. the podcast? Because this was a Boba Fett episode that yeah. an hour and a half of it is not talking about Boba Fett, which not I'm perfect. The, it mirrors I'm, the show. It, I mean, that's honestly... I, I, <laughs> We have whatever our topic is for that week. It probably takes up about 10 or 15% of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Oh my gosh. No, I have to say it on record because I say every, every podcast we've recorded about Book of Boba Fett that I've been on, I tell the crowd that I love Finnick Shand. And so I just had to say that here on another podcast and continue the tradition. She is really awesome. I agree. She, she truly is. What's your favorite Finnick Shand thing? Hmm. What's your favorite thing about Shinnick Shan? Uh, the fact that she's Mulan. That's pretty yeah, cool. That's a big one. Uh, <laughs> as far as like moments for her. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I think when she uh, when, when she crawled in, in Slave One, fires, whatever we're calling the ship nowadays. I think it's whatever. And she drops the seismic charge and Boba yes. gets mad at her. And then when yeah. she straight murders the entire leadership of the Pike Syndicate and like murders the mayor and you hear his bones crack, I was like, <laughs> "That was awesome." That's yeah. the Fennec Shan we know and love. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. she's not a bounty hunter; she's a master assassin. Yep. Yeah, there's which, a difference. Yes, Super which cool. that was actually one of my favorite small Easter eggs of the entire Boba Fett series. Um, was that reminded me of uh. Any of you ever played Knights of the Old Republic, a.k.a. the greatest Star Wars game of all time? I started playing it once, but I need to pick it back up again. Because I know so it's like it, the greatest thing. Yeah, because it has, you know, Revan and all that cool, cool stuff in it and everything. But you go to Tatooine and you hunt a crate dragon. Yes. And you lure it out using a bantha, just like they did. So the whole Mando season two thing was like was straight out of... from... Yes. That. That's and, awesome. And... Uh, the Scorpion X droids that chase them through the streets totally look like something out of Knights of the Republic, even though that's not what it was inspired from. And uh, they said that the Pike Syndicate was running their office out of the Desert Surveying Office, which you go to something that's very similar to that in Knights of the Republic because you have to get a permit from the mm. Circa office to go in the desert and you like meet Tuscan Raiders and do all this crazy stuff. It's an incredible game. Uh, I think it, I think it's ported to Switch recently. Uh, you can play it on iOS, and uh, it's getting a PS5 remaster. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And like, I don't have a PS5, but I would totally buy one just to play it. But I think it's only it's like a temporary exclusive. So like, whenever it comes like Xbox and stuff like that, I'll definitely play the remaster because it's it's dialogue driven and it's turn based. And I didn't even know how to play it. And my friend had to show me how. I was just in it for the it's story. It's kind of confusing at the because it's very old school. But that's also yeah. what makes it, I don't know, kind of cool. Yeah, there's a certain like 
nostalgic, like warm, fuzzy feeling to it. I've probably played through it, I would say, 12 different times with like different characters. <laughs> and I don't know. We're, we're one step closer to all of that being canon, though. I can save yeah. that for another podcast, but like <laughs> Revan, his helmet is a Mandalorian helmet that he got from a dead Mandalorian. Mm. And like Darth Bane, the rule of two, all, which was the name of my fantasy team. And here's my giant yes. trophy right here. You can't see it was the rule of two. And like Darth Bane was my little avatar for fantasy. So I was all about it. Just like shoving star Wars in people's faces. Darth Bane learned everything he knew through Revan by studying right. his holocrons that he found on Ricotta prime in the temple of the ancients. Let me just get really deep here for a right. second. <laughs> and they made Darth Bane canon. Yes. In the Clone Wars season six with Yoda when he goes on his journey. He was like a ghost. And, yeah. And he looked like Shredder from Ninja Turtles. I, yes, and Darth did. Bane did not look like that in Legends. It was really weird. So, and also Revan was name dropped in the visual dictionary for uh, Rise of Skywalker. Mm. Let the record show. And he was in some concept art. And a deleted scene of the Clone Wars. So we're yep. just this close to Old Republic and all that being canon. All of it. Yep. All of it. Uh, Sorry. I nearly went off tangent there, but. No, Love it. That's awesome. Anything else? Or is that it? We good? Uh, I don't think so. But yeah, I'd love I will to say talk the, Star Wars again at some CGI, point. The uh, CGI, when they are trying to uh, destroy the train, is like really terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, and the one thing that I definitely <laughs> thought was so stupid was a little bike chase through yes. through the city. That's one of the silliest things I've ever uh, seen. <laughs> and it was like all in slow motion. And all, they're going almost, like 10 miles an hour. Yeah, that, that bothered me. I actually me. have one rebuttal for that. They were go they never had a straight stretch. They were going through a lot of tight turns, couldn't True. build up a lot of speed. True. But it did look wonky with the animation. It was the only and one. And the, the editing too was was weird. It's like the yeah. shots like still going on and the normal chasing like it would have cut like 5 seconds earlier. Yeah. So it, yeah. <laughs> it was very Robert Rodriguez at the end of the day, you Yeah. Know? A little too Spy Robert Kids. Rodriguez. <laughs> and I love him and I love Spy Kids. You do and love Spy, Spy Kids. Kids. <laughs> Spy Kids is now Star Wars canon just because of Danny Trejo. Let the record show. <laughs> yes. yeah, I'm convinced that he's not a Star Wars character. He's just Machete. Like, yes. He's just, you know. Which also, one last Easter egg. The absolute coolest Easter egg shout out of the show is when Danny Trejo's character said, the witches of Dathomir used to ride Rancors. And I was just like, yeah. yes. Anytime we talk about Dathomir, I'm totally and down. Then, and which, then Boba goes, I've ridden beast." bigger than this before and you're like you, <laughs> you're yeah. in a cartoon <laughs> yes he is <laughs> that was in the holiday special of course which if you yeah. haven't watched the uh the under the helmet like the, yeah. the little mini documentary they did it's like 18 minutes about boba fett yeah it's it really, was really good. good and they, they show that <laughs> oh the holiday special <laughs> I, I don't have to talk about the holiday special no so we don't, don't have, have to worry about my rambles <laughs> For another day. We'll save that one for another day. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, I really enjoyed, as I'm sure you guys did as well. And Drew, thank you for coming on, man. We really do appreciate it. Uh, this is probably one of uh, my favorite episodes that we've done so far. Um, it's also probably the longest episode that we've ever done. 
um, which is freaking awesome. I have no, I mean, we're a Joe Rogan podcast. At you can't make point, it a two parter. No, it's not becoming a two parter. If people can We've listen done to that before, if people can listen to four hours of Joe Rogan, they can listen to two and a half hours of the question at hand. That's my point of view on that, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, but then we can like take off a week. <laughs> um, no, we can't. In fact, we don't have time to take off a week because I have like a bajillion episodes that are time sensitive, like. Yeah, yeah, Super Bowl that commercials and the Olympics that yeah. have to be done uh, pretty much ASAP. Um, otherwise, it will no longer be relevant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we That's do. That's why we lean on Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We lean on Nick Cage. He'll always be relevant. Strong shoulders. The best part of that, uh, if National Treasure is when he reaches into the mouth of the Stone Eagle. eagle. To, yeah, to pull the. And he screams and scares everybody. And he scared me too the first time I watched it. I legitimately jumped out of my chair. Uh, it's like the first time you watched Jurassic Park with yes. Alan on the electric fence. Yeah. It's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But uh, yeah, Drew, we really do appreciate you coming on, man. Um, and you're welcome back anytime that you would like. Dude, I appreciate y'all having me. I've had an absolute blast. Like I can, I can talk about Star Wars for hours, but I can talk about, I mean... There's not many topics out there that I could at least give you at least 30 seconds on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> diversified interest heck here. Yeah. I mean, heck yeah. You got you got the Star Wars collection back here. You got the Legos, three football helmets, fantasy football trophy. You see the Dallas thing up on the wall. I'm I'm diversified. We can talk about, you know, inconsistencies in play callings. You know, defensive schemes, all that good stuff. <laughs> or or stick to my forte, and that is knowledge of Star Wars. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, we'll definitely have you on at some point to talk about carnival stuff because that is fascinating to me, and I'm hey. super pumped for that episode. I, I can. I won't even have to prepare for that episode. Just, oh, I know. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> I'll just be sitting there just like, oh, and I just remembered this. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's about how our podcast goes most of the time, honestly. Um, I, I, I like the format. I'm good yeah, with it. <laughs> it. It's great. <laughs> We've really enjoyed it. Uh, and, you know, we probably could segment it down a little more, make it a little more structured. Uh, I don't know that we need to do that um, because it's fun to just talk about whatever the crap we want. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the topic at hand, right? <laughs> yeah. The question at hand, man. Oh, question. <laughs> the question can change every few minutes. People yep. ask questions all the time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we looked at, uh, what did we look at changing the name to one at one point? Like tangent or on the rabbit trail or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. (laughs) But, oh well. Question at hand is who we be. So, um, let's get out of here. And uh, much like, who was it that was uh, in the movie you mentioned earlier? Angelina Jolie and... (laughs) Yeah, Nick Cage. uh, And Nick Cage. We will also be gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe and have a podcast. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, we are at Question at Hand on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. That's always appreciated. Uh, like the video, comment, do all the things. Uh, go check out all of Drew's stuff. It will be linked in the description. Um, go give him a follow, a subscribe, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.